0: The Defenders podcast, the fan podcast for the Marvel Netflix series. I am Claire. I am Tammy.
1: <laughs> and I am Will.
0: <laughs> Wilson Fisk. <laughs> oh, I, don't I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Look, um, I'm just going to say you're both called Will. Maybe Wilson. And you're both bald. You could be Wilson Fisk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Zupa Inglacey Will?
1: Take, I'll take Will Travers over
0: there
1: and be thrown into the ocean.
0: Oh, oh man. That's the best <laughs> bit of season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, and we have two special guests today. We have two awesome returning guests. It's the mesmerizing the I always say the same, I can't there's only so many M words I can think of. The mesmerizing the the <laughs> the, the the mighty, the <laughs> the 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 m- mischievous Moira. I like mischievous. That's
2: perfect. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and we have the uh, the intelligent, the uh, the uh, the the <laughs> thesaurus uh the, uh, inspiring. the b- d- b- d- inspiring yes, inspiring the intellectual the. <laughs> incomprehensible, Ian. I've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this lovely Sunday. Uh, I don't know where you guys are up to in this show. So um, obviously, uh, Tammy and Will are only up to what we watched this week, episode four and five. Uh, where are you guys up to? Are you watching along with us, uh, Ian?
3: I made sure I just watched up to episode
0: five today. Nice, I like it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, same here. I've only gone
0: to five. Wow! Nice. You guys got the uh, the big hallway fight as well for your episodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you
3: Got a couple of big things
0: for our episodes. We mm-hmm. did. And speaking about Wills and Wilsons, you got Wilson Bethel's big episode, the uh, the Dex episode.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: we can talk about all about him being a creeper.
1: Why are psychopaths so hot, though? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but somehow Wilson Fisk has, oh, um, uh, Misty Knight's power.
0: Oh, where he uh, visualizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But his isn't as advanced as Misty's. He can only do it in black and white. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he can only like create a little tiny bit of a wall, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of the scene. Much clearer
5: than when Matt Wilson Fisk. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I guess everything's fuzzy to him, right? So you're imagining fake
0: ghosts. It's like when Robin last week said, he's literally giving eye contact to that guy. And I was like, no, Robin, literally, he's (laughs) not. I was just uh, just
2: listening to your podcast right before this, and that made me laugh.
4: Giving Robin a hard time.
2: I was surprised Robin didn't make a a Fisher, you know, Clan allusion to the ghost thing because in Six Feet Under they all had ghosts all the time wandering yeah. around talking to them. That's what it reminded me of.
3: Definitely. It me that you know, of Quantum Leap, thing, actually <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of uh-huh. Al <laughs> Oh
0: my god, they bring back Quantum Leap and Charlie Cox plays Sam Beckett and Vincent D'Onofrio's Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Wow. Ziggy, what is this?
0: (laughs) There's a 98% chance you've got to do this, Sam. (laughs) You're scaring me. Uh, So I've only got a little bit of news for you guys this week. Uh, One um, which I've already mentioned uh, before we were recording was that uh, I was due to be interviewing... Laurie, Jean and Lauren, a.k.a. the daughters, um, the Crane Daughters uh, from Iron Fist Season 2 this weekend. But unfortunately, it's had to be postponed, but hopefully we're still going to do it. But It'll probably be in December instead, but I will try and release that, obviously, as soon as, as uh, after that. So if you have any questions for them, I'm going to ask them those questions about tattoos, to be honest, as much as, uh, you know, <laughs> filming it, because <laughs> I just want to chat about tattoos. Uh, then um, contact us and I'll try and get as many questions to them as possible. Uh, in other news, a on a Japanese, on the Disney Japanese website, it's been revealed that rather than um, previously thought, Captain Marvel, the movie, doesn't take place in 1993, but takes place in 1995. Oh. Wow. I tell you guys that. What were you guys doing in 1995? I was 15, so I was probably doing my GCSEs. I was in high
4: school.
3: Yeah.
0: So we're we gonna see like a rebellious punk Ian walk past in Captain Marvel.
3: No, well, I say rebellious. It was kind of just um, sneaking out at night and stuff, right? than <laughs> like anything big.
0: Was Buffy airing in '95? Was that in '95? Or was it '96?
3: And it would have been airing in the UK anyway. We were a year behind. Yeah,
1: true. I think it started in 97.
4: Yeah. I oh. 97.
2: Wow. That feels so late. Yeah. No, I'm old. I spent 95 pregnant with Davis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's my youngest. so there you While you were in high school, more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> 18.
2: <laughs> <I> was 18.
0: <laughs> Babies
2: having babies. I'm just a terrible example to all the youth out there. <laughs> no no. I pulled myself up with my bootstraps and became a family <laughs> doctor. <daughter>.
0: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um and here's the other weird bit of news. There wasn't really anything major that I saw um, there's been lots of sort of little bits about the uh, Avengers Four possibly being three hours. We discussed that a little bit last week um, and I think they're sort of editing it now. Um, but here's a weird little bit of news I found, which is that Marvel Comics and the estate of Tupac have joined forces. Yep. They've joined forces, Tammy, and they've collaborated on a new line of apparel to finally bring together Tupac and Black Panther. And it's being sold exclusively in Foot Locker. And I thought, what is this? I need to know. So I Googled it, and it, it's literally just like, there was one top which had a picture of Tupac on it, and it said Tupac, and then it said Black Panther on the sleeve. And then it, there was another one which had a picture of Tupac, and then underneath it said Wakanda Forever. And I was like, I, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm um, also kind of, what about Luke Cage? That's I, perfect. I, I i i yeah i don't understand i was like that would be a much
5: better fit I yeah
0: I no really.
1: fit. i, don't, I, don't I don't mean they're gonna make millions of dollars on that i could have oh, printed gosh. those shirts up <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're very like literally i don't know i thought they were kind of lazy like it's literally just like uh here's a picture of here's a picture of tupac and then next to it we've put yay Wakanda, so it's kind of like, okay. Oh, I wish it said yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put the uh, link in the Skype if you want to have a look. Wakanda, yay! Yay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm totally making that shirt for myself. (laughs) Yay Wakanda. There's one that says Wakanda forever, and then it says until the end of time, and then it says in the middle Tupac, and then it's got the Black Panther face. I
4: don't don't know, I
0: just find it I, I don't know. I find yeah, it an odd not, they're mix.
2: Really, uh, they're not even great quality. Sorry. No.
0: I'm at the pictures now they're terrible. Yeah, particularly that first one is really lazy. I think.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: You know. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's literally just lettering. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like the the one, the one that's sort of halfway down the page says Tupac and it's got a picture yeah. of him and it's got yeah. claw marks in the background. And then the tiniest lettering at the bottom, it says Wakanda forever. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay.
1: It was like, they're kind of embarrassed about the Wakanda forever. part. Yeah. It was
0: for it. It's really weird. I, yeah. So I had to share that cause I thought that was just a weird story that I found. Uh, anyway, uh, Talking of weird stories onto this week's episode. Little there, everywhere. <laughs> what a segue queen I am. <laughs> so this week we are going to be discussing episodes three uh, episodes four and five of Daredevil season three. Me tripping over my words already. <laughs> Sorry guys. So let me get our descriptions for these ones. Bit of me a sec. I haven't put them on the Easter egg site I usually use, um, so I have to actually go on to Netflix to get them, which is annoying. Um, OK, so this week we are discussing episode four, Blindsided. This was written by Loa Nassadin, directed by Alex Garcia Lopez. Uh, while Matt infiltrates a prison to find information on the Albanians, Fisk puts Dex in his crosshairs and a fed-up Foggy goes on the offensive. Uh, and <laughs> episode five is The Perfect Game, written by Tonya, Ki- uh, Tonya Kong, directed by Julian Holmer. To quell the rising backlash over his release, Fisk serves up a scapegoat to the FBI. Dex misses the mark when he runs into a woman from his past. And that's putting it mildly. Mildly, Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So uh, we'll go through Matt first, although he barely appears in uh, the second episode. Um, but obviously he's in the first one a lot, so as always, we'll go through his stuff first. So uh, we first see him when he arrives at his old apartment and stands in there and breathes it in and then becomes aware of the neatly stacked bills. And after <laughs> after watching the second episode, I was like, oh, Dex has been in there and straightened all the bills up like he does his <laughs> newspapers. Can I make an observation about his apartment
2: that I never really noticed before? Well, of course. I noticed it. um, it's about his windows. You know how his windows have multiple different colours in the panes?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, which I've always sort of known, but for the first time, because of where he's been hanging out lately, it made me think of a church. and made oh, me think oh. about, about sanctuary. And I thought, oh, isn't that funny? Like, I guess... We always knew he had this Catholic background anyway But, I don't know, it just struck me That, hmm, it's like that is his sanctuary It's just very... But it's
3: also because it's in block colours It's like it's abstract (laughs) and distorted It's not
0: quite
2: quite right right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, just just an observation I'd never really thought of it as being church-like before
0: I like that We get a a lot of um, red light through it in this season, I've noticed Like a lot of it... Mm -hmm kind of uh, as a red background which I, I think well, maybe because we're not getting the red costume maybe they're doing it as like a little nod to it we
3: got it at the end of the uh, second episode didn't mm-hmm. we? yes yeah well, episode 5 I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, the episode, uh, but in this one it's all green oh it's, hmm. it's kind of it's like signifying that there's something wrong with Matt at the moment <laughs> It's not easy being green, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I did, although kind of going into this episode and some of what Matt does in this, he's kind of I'm getting a little bit sick of the anti-hero thing with Marvel going on because yeah, Jessica Jones has had it, Luke Cage has had it, and Matt Matt's had it all the time, kind of. But it only in Iron Fist have we actually had someone that's actually more or less he's not religious well adjusted in any, any way um, in Iron Fist what's his name but Danny Rand he, 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 Danny Rand is actually positive trying to be positive and he's actually has or has a more positive attitude in what he's doing and what he's trying to do than Matt here and what Jessica or Luke were doing as well it's they've all been in a really dark place and they or oh, theories
0: at this point. Mhm. I think it's a it's season two syndrome as well. You know, second season. I mean, this is obviously the third season, but I I do feel like in ways this season is more a direct sequel to season one rather yeah. than season two. And I feel like it's the kind of same thing. It's like they go. You know, it's like Empire Strikes Back. You know, you go to the darkest place and then get some hope in the third one. I do feel like this is follows up season one. Sorry, Tammy. Good
5: like, Jessica Jones is always dark. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, she's just had a, with losing her family, she's never kind of gotten herself out of that, and then we yeah. got to see in season two that she did for a little bit get herself out when she was dating that one guy, and then when he died it, you know, her life just turned to shit again, and she, she like, when we actually see her in, you know, current times, it's it's not good. Like she's mm. just never. She's always kind of a negative person. I don't know if I would consider her an anti-hero. I think she's she's, so she's really just a so... hero. She's just a negative human being. She's a glass yeah. empty kind of gal. She's a, she's Definitely. Kind of she's, that, that, that's yeah. a good
3: point to make. But, uh, each-
5: like me and this season with Daredevil, like Matt is such a whiny fucking baby. And an <laughs> that I, like the sec this um. Uh, see- what is it? Episode five. What we didn't see him till the end. All of a sudden, like I looked at my notes and I was like, "Oh, I haven't taken any notes for Matt this episode." And I was like, "Oh, we haven't seen him." I honestly didn't even realize we had <laughs>
0: <laughs> And I don't know the reason. I don't know if it's because they were spending so long like rehearsing. You know, the filming was at the same time, and they were rehearsing uh, episode four um i don't know but yeah it's kind of weird that he's hardly in it but i was gonna say like were you guys relieved to have a bit of a break from yeah, him being a
1: drama llama i noticed yeah. that he wasn't in, in there and i was like huh, this is kind of nice <laughs> yeah. Cammy,
2: okay. Further to what, to what you were saying about matt um i was thinking to myself he needs to get a good dose of perspective he's sitting here uh-huh. and as the nun said to him just basically feeling sore of himself i'm thinking well you could be Electra. You could be dead for the second time. You, 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 well, you survived this ridiculous, you know, implosion of a building. You came out the other side. You're still here. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying, and all and all you're doing is being introspective, and it's all about you.
0: Yeah. You know. Like, well, he is the star of the show, Moira. Uh, <laughs> but, but his
5: but is right, but that's is the, just it be about a- him, and he can realize that, like, honestly he's dealing with some shitty stuff in Hell's Kitchen, but it's not like it's famine and world, world war, like, he
2: needs
4: to Yeah,
2: exactly, Calm the hell down. Like, I, I'm not saying he can't have reactions to what he's of been through, course. He, just, he has every right to have that, but, <laughs> again, absolutely no perspective. Yeah. None. And it's just, it is getting, it's getting to be a bit of a one note. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a, he's a drama llama. Yes, oh, someone's just fallen off their chair. Yeah, I spilled my tea. Oh, no. Yeah. T- and Moira was so angry at him, she, like,
3: <laughs> threw
0: her tea across the room. <laughs> well, I
3: hope you didn't throw a knife into... Uh, she something.
0: threw a knife into a picture of Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um... <laughs> So he, I was amazed in this scene that he has three canes in his wardrobe. And then I thought, well, the fact that he throws them away every five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> he probably needs more.
3: <laughs> he's, maybe he subscribed to an um, online cane service. Cane, cane,
0: cane Weekly? Well. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he gets like a new model every week.
1: of those hurricanes? I've become obsessed with those I was actually driving down the street and saw one of my neighbors using one of those the other day. What are they? <laughs> you know, oh, like, never... Called hurricanes.
0: What do you do with them?
1: I bet they could, like, withstand, like, we were joking that they could withstand, like, hurricane force winds. Probably you would never tip over.
0: <laughs> you just use them to, like, shove people out the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to investigate those. It's
5: an all-terrain cane. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <their website. laughs> i've never even heard of them
5: <laughs> i mean you know you need a cane and you're hiking <laughs> this is
0: in the, the jungle
5: you, yeah
0: <laughs> it's a cane and a machete God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, like a
5: good cane, but you know it's a little ridiculously uh, advertised <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty cool uh so he puts on his suit he leaves his canes behind and then he goes outside and he hails a cab And I think when I was watching this again with Rebecca She was like, oh, Moon Knight Because <laughs> every cab is, you know, potentially Moon Knight Gets in the cab And we don't see where he's going Where did you guys think he was heading off to?
3: Uh, no, I thought he was going to do something legal You know, legal speaking Because he stole um, Boggy's ID mm-hmm. so, Yeah uh, Yeah, definitely going to
0: not
3: anything good. No,
0: uh, I
1: mean,
4: he would definitely pretending like he could see.
1: Yeah. yeah, I, yes. know exactly. I, I, I never, oh, sorry. not know uh, I guess I never thought uh, he was going to be doing something legal. For some reason, I figured he just needed money because he been, I don't know what Matt's financial situation is. I thought <laughs> maybe he just wanted a little extra cash.
0: He's been dead for months. He probably hasn't got any yeah, money.
1: Does he have any money?
0: yeah. So, the cab drops Matt off at the uh, prison. He tells the cab guy to wait for him. And then he enters and uses the bar card to get in and says his wallet is lost. And I'd be like, hey, dude, why are you giving me no eye contact? (laughs) This is shifty as anything.
5: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. I suppose the only (coughs) believable way we know he's letting him through is because, actually, this is all a set-up by Wilson Fisk.
0: Well... Uh no, I don't think it is at this point. He I think was he gets waiting
3: for um, foggy Nelson to arrive but um all of it probably wasn't for foggy, but uh, he was waiting for foggy to arrive to do something.
0: To I don't think foggy he was, was waiting for Foggy good. to arrive though because the guy Matt go or Matt or Foggy goes to see is a guy that Foggy and Matt previously did represent. so he probably yeah. could have gone to see him. You
2: know, no, but Ian's point might be I'll speak for you, Ian. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm confused. Be,
2: no, that, that the fact that Wilson Fisk has uh, an inmate set up to with a syringe to drug match,
0: that he Oh, I see what you set mean. Up for okay,
2: that he, could, that he has access to all the monitoring in the prison. The fact that all that is already set up and ready to go, I don't think he could have done that
0: last minute. Oh, he's he's waiting to hear for when Foggy goes into the prison. So then, yeah, Yeah,
3: Foggy or or Matt, I think, because he probably would want to do that for either of them. Yeah, he just adapts it when he um, realises it's Matt who's there. He kind of makes some last minute adjustments.
0: Yeah, because he probably doesn't know that Matt's supposedly dead. Because they haven't really announced that Matt's dead. Everyone seems to think he's just wandered off. Okay. Oh that makes sense. Sorry, Ian.
4: Yeah.
0: I'm being derpy, I've been hanging out with three year olds too much today.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although
3: three year olds watching Daredevil, I think that's be a
0: bit. Mm-hmm. Much. mm-hmm. So this is where we meet Michael, who is uh he was previously uh, they previously represented him, they got sixteen years knocked off his sentence. That's a lot. Um, and Matt's asking about an introduction to Vic Yosefi. And Michael's being super shifty. And then suddenly punches Matt in the jaw. And then is like, I, I didn't tell him nothing. I told him nothing, you hear? And gets dragged away. <laughs> and then we're like, oh. because oh. yeah, Matt basically
5: was getting this guy killed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Asking these
5: questions.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's like, give a
5: fuck. That's
0: crazy right now. He is crazy. And uh, they're like, you know, you can't leave until you see a nurse and stuff and matt's like oh crap (laughs) particularly like later when the guy's like oh yeah i just need to see shine a light into your eyes see if you're concussed and matt's like "Eh, can we just skip that
5: i know
3: (laughs) that was
0: so funny of course a nurse
3: was one of wilson Fisk's guys so yeah kind of yeah i'm not bothered about that i'm here to kill you
0: Um, yeah that just makes it quicker it's fine (laughs) I would love it if, like, it was a real nurse, though, and they shone light in Matt's eyes, and they're like, wow, <laughs> he managed to hit like, your jaw, but he's managed to, like, I don't know, <laughs> disrupt your optic nerves or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so um, Matt's led uh, to the medical room through the cell blocks, and all the prisoners are, like, glaring at him, and he's told to wait. And uh, then... We uh, cut to the room again later, and we see that it's 11 a.m. on the clock. And this is when the nurse enters and kind of wiggles Matt's jaw around a bit. And Matt hears the static of the camera in the room and is attacked by the nurse. And I was like, ooh, 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 gross, 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 mm-hmm. syringe going in the hand. Do not like mm-hmm. that oh, the, oh, horrible. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. It's, it's gross. It's disgusting. It made me throw up a thousand times. Oh. God. yeah that's how gross it was yeah
2: you guys you was his neti
0: pots one week a syringe in the hand the next it's the <laughs> fact that it was it's not that it was a syringe it's the fact that it was in the palm of his hand i was like oh because yeah. uh, i just <laughs> imagined it going all the way through no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it grossed me out I, w- I wonder and they never did do tell us what he was supposedly giving him do they but- he looks really pale in the next shot like not. matt does look really pale um,
3: it knocked out whoever he uh, pumped it into.
0: Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Some kind of, of things, but he, he gets enough in that he start, He does have a bit of an effect from it, I think.
0: Yeah. So yeah. this is. I think it's the moment from when, because obviously Fisk is on the phone. We get the phone call. Uh, mm-hmm. Fisk is commenting on his reflect um, reflexes, and then says, "Oh, last time we spoke, you threatened Vanessa. Can I just say, I absolutely love how Vincent Tanovia says Vanessa. He's like." vanessa
4: <laughs> i was like
0: i love the way he says it every time he says vanessa i'm like oh i love the way he just says it so great oh it's brilliant but and you I know
2: how you're saying this is like a callback to season one like sometimes when they make these references mm-hmm. i i go did he really did
0: well he that was in season two
2: like, I well i don't even remember like honestly i don't remember what matt said
0: Uh, He visited, this was in the whole Punisher thing, it was when the Punisher was in the prison as well, and he visited uh, Wilson Fisk, and he basically, it was my favourite scene in the whole series so far. He basically outed himself to Fisk. Pretty much, because it's it's dumb, dumb. But he he sort of said, you know, he was threatening Fisk by threatening Vanessa, and he was like, you know, for the cost of a stamp i could make mm-hmm. sure that vanessa mm-hmm. never comes back into the u.s ever again or something like mm-hmm. that and that's why fisky's so angry at him because he threatened vanessa oh, wow oh, and
2: vanessa. his undying love thing person right <laughs> 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 uh,
0: vanessa. Vanessa. Oh, vanessa vanessa <laughs> 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 i love the way he says it um, i don't
4: know i not
2: when you're this single-minded about your love for this one woman, that it really necessarily makes you the best kingpin. Kingpin, because it seems to me it's distracting him from the business of being, you know, a big bad guy. Sorry, but I'm just oh. saying this whole love thing, this love thing, Wilson. I don't know
3: he, if it's really does, good. From he an does old... say he's got a plan in the next episode, so <laughs> sounds like he's planning something else but Vanessa's a huge just, part of
0: it my lips right. are sealed and i shall say nothing it's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> musical oh, yeah. <laughs> yep <laughs> so what do you guys think of cuz i think the this single take starts when matt hangs the phone up and cuz then from there it's a single take that lasts about it's about like it's over 12 minutes, minutes. it's
5: an hour.
2: it, hours
0: it, it's amazing
2: uh. The <laughs> you know, dissenting voice that says, it just goes on for so fucking long. Like, I know you all love this, but by the time he gets to the bad guy, Vic or whatever his name is, and they have their conversation, I thought, okay, fine, yeah, that was cool, all the fighting, yeah, yeah. But then, no, 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 we can't just leave. He can't just get escorted out. He has to kind of, you know be more exhausted and fight more and battle way out. I was looking at the timestamp on the TV going, this is like twenty minutes of the episode. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I know, I know, I'm gonna be the
0: only person that says for me it kinda of went on a long time. I think it's it, it's Sorry. different to like the other no, it's all right. I think <laughs> the fact that it's it's different to the other hallway fights in that we get this obviously a hallway fight, we get a few of them, but they really mm. open it up to include these dialogue heavy Scenes and they still don't cut. It would have been so easy to cut before they went into that scene, and they'd still do it as one. And I, I just think it's, I think it's amazing. I think it's so good. And then they go outside the prison, they open it up, and there's all that other stuff happening.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I, oh, I, I, I love it. Well,
3: it was really pared back as well to start with, and it built up, which was mm-hmm. I think there's another element of it. But unlike the other hallway fights we've got on. Um, after the first one that kind of tried to be far more elaborate, this kind of kept it very simple at the same time, all the way through, Mm -hmm. even though there was a lot of stuff going on. It felt very simple and clear, you know, and it clearly took a lot to shoot, but it felt like they weren't trying to do anything overly elaborate.
0: Well, I think in doing the whole thing itself because there's, there's moments I think, because when I watched it this time, I think Chris Brewster and Charlie Cox swap out twice because there's obviously the bit where they he goes crashing over the medical mm-hmm. table or whatever it is and that's when it turns back into Charlie Cox um, mm-hmm. and he comes out and he spits, spits the blood out and I was like, you've yes. still got blood in your body to spit? This whole series is about him spitting blood out it's all for Tammy <laughs> um <laughs> But the fact that, like, in some of those switchovers, you must have just had, like, in that case, you know, Chris Brewster goes over that counter and then must just, like, scoot out the way, like, run around so he's behind the camera so he can then follow the camera and then go in again to, like, you know what I mean? It's, like technically and logistically yeah, i just it, think it's incredible
2: it is i mean the technical marvel of doing it is super impressive I'm, I'm not taking anything away from that it is amazing it just goes on a long time that's all fair enough <laughs> <laughs> i
1: don't remember the first two but i don't remember um Daredevil getting like quite beat up as much so mm. he's still mm. not back at 100%. Well oh, plus he's drugged. I think
0: that's He's drugged and he's got no protection. Sure. He's he's not even wearing his black outfit, no. you know. He's and just he's wearing a suit. so
2: breathless
0: in
4: this one too. He's yeah. really struggling,
3: you know. I that's me. probably not fully
1: <laughs> the uh, you know, almost dying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. it's it's kind of, it kind of his breathing was kind of good. It reminded me of me like when I'm <laughs> Like extra well even now like so out of shape I'm like carrying groceries in or yesterday I was moving like cinder blocks inside that I bought and I was just so out of breath.
0: <laughs> I was running around a soft play with three year olds today and I was exactly like this. I was like <laughs> let Auntie Claire have a no, rest. <laughs> the
3: next whole, uh, you secret yeah,
0: role. in a soft play <laughs> with three year olds. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> what did you think, Tammy?
5: know i actually i still really like the original hallway fight scene Mm -hmm. the best the The very first one yep um this one i thought was impressive from a technical standpoint but i'm with moira i think it went on too long um it just was like it was exhausting to watch
4: and i don't (laughs) Mm -hmm.
5: want to feel like that watching a show but... i was i did all i did however very much appreciate that there's been more action in this episode than some of the past ones <laughs> uh i love that whole sideways kick thing he
0: does coming over the
5: table that is my favorite yeah, that thing, thing was
0: awesome. <laughs> did you like that he gave the guy a little sneaky nut punch because i love that bit Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know but it it was just like okay i get like it was almost so many different parts. It was like, okay, and this part ended. And then there was, like, this part where, mm-hmm. like, just kind of slowed down and stopped. And then, oh, and we're fighting again. Oh, and we stopped. And mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Too many endings. Yeah, it was
4: too many
5: <laughs> endings. And so I, I don't know. It just made it feel like maybe the pacing was off because of that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. There was just something about it that just felt a bit exhausting. That's,
2: that's exactly but, it. The pacing. The pacing was funny. It was weird. Yeah, and
5: I mean, and I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I just feel like
4: the first one was a lot better.
2: I still think mm-hmm. it was. Best. And so, on the upside, it did sell you on the fact that when he finally climbs into the cab at the end, it's believable that he would fall asleep and be. Yeah. Easy. So yeah. that part, I mean, it sold me on that aspect of it that he wouldn't notice a switch in drivers, et cetera. So.
4: Oh, must be why
1: she... I fell asleep during the second episode.
4: There was one part that
3: just felt really weird because you've got some of the prisoners are clearly not paid off by fish, but somehow they're able to um, light toilet rolls and throw them through the bars. What, how? What? There must be a way
0: you can, can do that. that.
2: They <laughs> do that. Prisoners do that when they riot, right? They throw.
0: <laughs> and they throw through bars. There's more of Moira's dark past coming them. out.
5: Yeah, I'll ask them the next time that I'm at a prison riot. You
0: know
2: what? <laughs> I went on a tour of Kingston Penitentiary, our most notorious prison in Kingston, which is no longer up and running. So now you can do a tour and see where people were held. And they have pictures from the 1970s riots um, when they destroyed the place. And yeah, tossing things on fire out of the cages was definitely part of the deal.
5: It's what they do. How do they do it? <laughs> what, how do they get fired? Like I don't think they, yeah. they have contraband,
2: um, you know, oh, lighters and stuff. Lighters that and yeah. Oh yeah. And the whole point is they want to destroy the place, so they yeah. want to light it up, and that's exactly what they do.
0: Oh yeah.
3: But it just so silly. The little bit of fire coming out of the cage and just rolling away
4: doing.
0: <laughs> Another favorite bit I liked of this was when the SWAT team um attack him. And um, mm-hmm. and like he grabs the uh, he grabs the guard's oh, truncheon and then he's gonna like batter the hell out of him, but instead he just gives him the tiniest little smack with the truncheon. It's just like meep, <laughs> on the head. I, mean, and I actually
5: like the start of it where I mean it's uh, sorry if it's somebody's quote, but where he's talking to Fisk and he says, "Listen to me very carefully." And then there's a dial tone.
0: Yeah. That is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Fisk's like nah. I'm,
5: I want that to happen in every show when someone's mm. going to do a long-ass monologue and they just get cut off. That's great.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, could, it could be Fisk cutting him off or it could be um, one of the FBI agents saying, phone privileges to spend this <laughs> kind of or, Yeah, you have your five
4: minutes, that's it. Can
2: we take a step back to the fact that Fisk is on the phone with them? After, only after I watched it, when I was rethinking this, I thought, wait a minute, Fisk is supposedly... Under lock and key Granted mm-hmm. in this Big penthouse apartment First of all Why does he have a phone? And we do see he has a phone later Because in the next episode He shows video Why
0: is he, he able phone to phone. see him in On video? Yeah. So
2: yeah So how can you see it? Why does he have access To a phone? And he's supposed to be Being videotaped The whole time he's there So don't Like When he's having A conversation well, with Matt laptop, Why is
3: nobody taking that? He's also got a laptop Watching <laughs> Matt On the camera as well So
2: Well he's watching On his phone I think I don't know what
0: he's Watching it on But yeah like so how does he have all this set up later on he's going through all of these uh, uh, private <laughs> files and presumably yeah, he he's being filmed then he's, no,
2: no, he's having a visit with his lawyer so he's not being filmed
0: yeah oh
2: nice. yeah so that part makes sense to me but unless, unless we're
3: not actually seeing donovan just uh, he's just
0: listening to another audio book <laughs> i don't know. i just am just pointing that out that it just seems a bit convenient that you know <laughs> Look, Don, donovan's working his way for all of game of thrones on on audible so he's there a lot we just don't see him <laughs>
3: <laughs> all of game of thrones including uh, the world of ice and fire yep. and um, sure. the <laughs> other means. books
0: i would love it if during that scene where Fisk is finding all about our text you just hear in the background like donovan go shit sir see that's harsh <laughs> 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 it'd be great so damn girl <laughs> damn girl <laughs> So eventually he stumbles out and into the cab and drives away. And I, oh, I loved it. I loved, I think the first one it still is my favourite because, I mean, the first one has um, a guy, you know, the Daredevil throw a, a microwave at someone's head, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do love, I think I love all three of them. I just think they're incredible. I think the way the whole team works together and the way that, like, just watching this one, like how much Charlie Cox did on camera, and you can see it's him, the way he's yeah, just he's improved. Yeah, far more this season. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Maybe that's the real reason he's breathing so hard. Yeah, because he's knackered. <laughs>
2: it does look exhausting. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So the last time we see Matt in this episode is when he wakes up in the cab, and there's a new mm. driver, and then the cab flies off the pier into the river and sinks. And I went, oh, my God.
2: I didn't. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I knew he wouldn't die, but I still went, oh, my God. And
0: I this actually, is, uh, I, this is straight me. from are born you, again. Are you kidding me. No, are you, <laughs> kidding
2: me? no are you kidding me. Like, has he not been through enough today? <laughs> no. <laughs> to be, like, <laughs>
0: that and <laughs> the fact that
2: drowning in a car is, like, my secret fear. Oh. Like, that's the, the one way I don't want to die. So I'm like, no, no, don't make me watch this. No.
0: Drowning in a car in the dark. Oh, oh God. Um, also, Maury, you said, hasn't he been for enough? Oh, Moria. You clearly haven't been a Daredevil fan. <laughs> you need to read the comics. <laughs> this is nothing. He legit gets possessed by the devil at one point. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he has about 12 nervous breakdowns, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and the, the <laughs> seriously, and the, um, in a sinking cab is straight from the born again story, which, um, this, it takes like uh, a lot of inspiration from, and I will, um, post on the uh, Facebook page, some pictures from my artist edition of born again, which I mentioned last week of some of the, uh, the line work that David Masice- um, Masicelli, did for um, uh, the that scene where they're in the he's in the cab sinking because it's pretty cool. Uh, so look out for that. Um, and then we see Matt uh, in the next episode right at the very end, and he comes in and he's all soggy and wet. And you're like, hasn't Matt been through enough? No, he hasn't been through enough <laughs> because he gets to change his clothes really quickly, and then immediately has to run up and hide on the roof, and he's shivering like a little drowned puppy and I
3: got is the got change, crashed on the sofa oh
0: yeah he did crash on the sofa later. yeah so he did at least get a nap but oh, now God. he's now God. he's uh, <laughs> now he's up on the roof in his in his I don't know his pajamas yeah. or whatever and uh, shivering and finds out that he's a wanted man <laughs> so
2: <laughs> but I quite, quite like that scene because uh, you know it explained well just why the clothes were there and what had become
4: of
0: him I just mm-hmm. I like the way they bookended it <laughs> yeah me too he's probably like oh I should have stayed at the bottom of the lake <laughs> yeah, or I the just, river I, I just like the
2: look on his face like what the fuck really <laughs> yeah like yeah exactly poor Matt maybe he's read the comics or he hasn't either he doesn't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Matt Murdoch's having a bad day it must be a day that ends with a Y <laughs> <laughs> So, that was uh, Matt. Who should we talk about next, guys? Do you want to talk about... I thought we could talk about Karen and Foggy together. And then we could talk about Dex and Fisk together. So, do you want to go baddies or goodies next?
2: Let's do the goodies and get them
0: over (laughs) with. I want to get to the baddies, you know? Okay, cool. All right. Fair enough. So, um, Foggy is uh, uh, pacing up and down. Um, looking very dishevelled, bless <laughs> uh, and ranting at Marcy over um, Matt's visit, and he keeps checking that the door is locked. And mm. Marcy's I must, calming I him I down. Realise
3: his uh, wallet's been stolen.
0: I know. I was like, how did you get home? How did you pay for your drinks in the bar, Foggy? Like, it, it, wouldn't he realise then? I don't know. Well, he I might can, have I a running work. tab. I mean, no, just... oh, if it's Josie's, yeah, but Josie would be would not let him have a running tab if he's now a rich lawyer. Oh, it wasn't Josie. They did say it was a bar in Hill's Kitchen. I just assumed it was Josie's, but I don't think it was. Was it? Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't think it
0: was. Oh, oh, Josie's. Uh, that's
3: made significant. You know, each <coughs> doggy drinking on his own in this unnamed bar, and it's not Josie's because that's he's a match place. Oh
0: my God, they're such they're such bros. I need them. I need them to be friends again, guys. I need this to happen. Uh, so. I love Marcy trying to calm him down and then instantly having the idea about about him running his DA against Blake Tower. And I think she's right. The more he's in public, the more protected he is.
3: And, um, I mean, she's only been in, a, you know, a few scenes overall over the three seasons, but she's really developed as a character, hasn't she?
0: I love her. Yeah, I, I love her so much. We, we, we seeing depths in her that
3: her first appearance didn't even at, because in her first appearance she really wasn't meant to be anything but this ex of uh foggy so he kind of regretted um
0: yeah and a bit sort of like a, a bit of an airhead i think as well and and a bit yeah i don't know she's oh i love her i love marcy i think she's great yeah yeah yeah, she's actually, she's pretty
2: darn bright. She, and she's the calming voice in that scene. And Foggy is always spinning out of control in his
5: own little <laughs> eccentric
4: way. Mm-hmm. So
5: it's, it's fun to see that. I, I like that she can be there for him. And then also, like, even though she's just trying to think of ways to get him so that way he's he feels safer, mm-hmm. like him being in the public spotlight will do that. I think there's also a bit of... Um, her just trying to get him to focus on something else,
0: yeah,
5: is mm-hmm. probably she knows will help him as well. Yeah, agreed. Spent his time like just focused on if when is Wilson Fisk gonna come and kill him and mm-hmm. why is my best friend back
0: and why is he being
5: such There's a also, dick?
3: Yeah, and Marty <laughs> knows uh, Buggy's smart and he mm-hmm. knows she she has trust in him and she believes mm-hmm. in him as well, mm-hmm. and that, that's really great to see
0: yeah i love it i love it um and foggy swears that he won't let anything happen to her oh, I, I i'm not saying anything sure. <laughs> sure. oh. yeah, stay away from that fridge Marcy. <laughs> oh, never say those words i know
1: a TV show. yeah yeah uh
5: Nadine says it later too something about it and he, I've never been safer, and
0: I'm like, oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't put Nadine as um, doing a section for him. I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he only—I think he only gets like one scene on his own. Yeah, a, he, oh yeah, on his own. Yeah, yeah. We'll go through it. as he comes out. We'll go through it. Uh, so next time we see Foggy or Karen is well actually we get the Nadine scene next so we'll do that now so um, we might as well put him in as well because he's only got a few scenes on his own and most Mm -hmm. of his scenes to be honest are with the other characters Uh, so when he's working on the reports in his office this is when his wife visits him and he finds out that Sammy his son is staying with the aunt for a few days um, because he's scared to sleep at the home because of the news and I was like oh that's so sad and this is when he says, don't worry, nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah, that's oh, uh, Yeah, yeah.
4: That,
3: that, um, I can't remember the name of his wife, but she calls him on it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the other said.
0: She's like, don't you know that you're in a TV show? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Take those words back right now. <laughs> um, also, I,
0: I did have in my notes, I'm like... <laughs>
5: Oh, I'm glad
4: that kid feels bad
0: for someone, not his aunt who had cancer. Yeah, yeah. I love that she's like in like she's only just gotten better, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna dump our kid on you, by the way." <laughs> Remember, we paid for all your money. Okay, here you go for your treatment. So when we see Karen, first of all, she's in her ginormous, the biggest office in the world, and she's researching <laughs> Red Lion. And this is when Foggy appears and Karen immediately guesses that it's news about Matt. I I love the way she plays this because she immediately guesses it's Matt. And the fact, like she just kind of covers them out and she's, I was like, I I just love the way the actress plays it. I think it's, it's great. Um, and she knows Foggy well enough to know that it's news about Matt. And then she guesses that it's actually Matt's alive. Foggy doesn't Mm -hmm. really need to say it. I thought that was really cool. Um,
3: Yep. Also, that you also says, "No, I'm not going to keep a secret from you anymore."
0: Yeah, good. Right. <laughs> Will's like, "No more keeping secrets."
1: Oh, God. I know that's one of my TV show pet peeves. Yeah, I have to survive loss, Will. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always think about.
0: Me too. No one talked to anyone for God's sake. <laughs> oh, I know,
1: was, uh,
0: terrible. Oh, they never ask.
1: Great show, but that part frustrated me.
0: They never ask questions. No. That's what frustrates me when people don't just go, "Look, what the hell's going on?" <laughs> Smoke monster? I don't know what you're talking about. Karen <laughs> <laughs>
3: also brings out like a tune. Nadim, It's kind of everyone in this episode. is trying to tell Nadim, "You're in a TV show."
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 the right things, ask the right questions. <laughs> I also thought it was <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought it was interesting that uh, Foggy says to her, he asks her, When's the last time you slept? because mm-hmm. because Karen's so keyed up. I'll get back to that later on for mm-hmm. episode another yeah. scene. But she hey, is so wired.
3: Yeah, every series mm-hmm. you you see it in her, but this one especially mm-hmm. she, the the way she looked to it. <laughs> I, she's always had those uh, red rings under her eyes, but it kind of it's highlighted here.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she's got a bit of a an addictive personality, as we've yeah. seen before. With you know, it's been alluded to with drink and stuff, and I mean we get more allusions in these episodes. And I think w- when she gets a story, she you know she's like a she's like a a, a bulldog with it. She's not going to let go. Do you know what I mean? And um, that, that's kind of her addiction.
2: Yeah, but I think it's because it's about Fisk, and it's about mm-hmm. Matt, and it's about, like, she's just, she's stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it seems to me, anyway. Yeah. It's creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's
5: no self-care going on with her
2: No, at all. <laughs> no, not at all, and no insight either.
0: She needs a Marcy to, to look after her. She
4: does.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, that would be hot. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. She could move in with Marcy and Foggy. Oh, yeah. So she immediately storms over to uh, Matt's apartment. Is like, "Oi, where are you?" Yeah, Yeah,
2: oh, that's actually funny. (laughs) Where are you, Matt?
1: (laughs) She she and Foggy didn't talk at all on the way over there. (laughs) Nope.
0: (laughs) Oh, talking of pet peeves and things, that's another one of mine. Where? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you have a scene, <laughs> like, and someone's like, "How did this happen?" Fair. They're like, "Well, I'll tell you." And then it cuts to them across town, somewhere else, and they're like, I mean, "It happened like this." <laughs>
5: yeah. To be fair, maybe they Ubered over to Matt, so they can't really talk about their dead friend, who's now the, who's the daredevil who's now <laughs> back, like in an Uber, like with their driver there. So
4: maybe
0: <laughs> we don't know. You know, they're like, "Look, just don't, don't listen have... to what we're saying, Dave. Just turn the other way." Uh,
3: uh, um, I can imagine it. So how things with you, Marty? And Boggy said, "Well, I've I've decided to uh, run for District Attorney. Kind of
4: (laughs)
0: nice. As if Karen would be able to control herself in an Uber." from not talking about it. She did like last week when she, you know, <laughs> was trying to be all subtle to foggy and was like, foggy, I need to whisper. here. I think that's alive. Like this. And it's like, calm down. Karen. Jeez. <laughs> She's vibrating in a high
2: <laughs>
4: <sighs>
0: Well, foggy says that Matt's uh, lost something. He's got something missing now. Something that was buried under Midland circle. Tammy, do you think do you think that was his soul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was
4: it
5: was his fourth cane. He actually
4: <laughs> it before and Now he's
0: down to the
5: three and it's really you can tell he's missing. It was it was one that of That was those his
0: favorite cane. <laughs> all terrain, even digging through dragon skeletons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just
4: really changed him since he's
0: lost. <laughs> and uh, weirdly, th-
3: uh, <laughs> I don't know why I made this connection talking about Middle of the Circle at this point, but uh, at episode 5 in all of the other series, so uh, someone's at least referred to Matt and Matt died. Matt and all of the others haven't even mentioned any, anyone else. Yeah. Okay, they don't matter. We're the important ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe Matt will mention later, he'll be like, oh, I should really go and check on uh, how uh, Danny's doing, you know, protecting my city while I'm dead. Yeah, since I'm in charge. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, he's flown to Japan and has left my city behind. Oh well, <laughs> guess I shouldn't have put my trust in him, should
3: I? <laughs> oh, um, these two awesome women. Okay, actually, that's a better decision.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, so oh, we still have, we haven't had Matt interact with Misty Knight. I don't think have we? No, we haven't. I need to see that. We? No. Oh, yeah. we need that. They kind of got. They kind of hooked good. up in the comics. It was. It was awesome.
5: Um, I have, uh, been starting to read the second Jessica Jones series, the most recent one that came out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um.
0: Oh, yeah. You mentioned that bitch- something annoyed you.
5: <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't annoyed me. It was, she uses the term, uh, bitch cakes. She calls someone. Yeah, bitch that was cakes it. Yeah. But, uh, which I thought I was like, well, there's my new term, but, uh, she interacts with Misty Knight in the comics and I was like, this is great. I love oh, it. Oh,
0: <laughs> so <is> good. wonderful. <laughs> We need to get... Oh, we need this to happen. Come on. Come on, Disney. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, Foggy and Karen realise that Matt has been there because uh, he's left his baseball cap and glasses behind, his disguise. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like a <laughs> His homeless man look, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so... Then we go to, at, uh, oh, what is next? Oh, sorry, my notes are all out of order. There we go, that's better. Um, so, <laughs> Foggy enters the room of policemen, uh, this union police ball or whatever it is, and hunts down Brett. Oh, my God, guys, the look Brett gives him when he realises it's Foggy is, like, my favourite thing. He's, he, like, turns around, he's like, hey. oh, it's you, it's amazing I need to find a screen cap to put as this week's picture Brett the faces Brett does in this scene is I I love them he's great what Uh,
5: do you think about Foggy going in the middle of this thing with the police union all these guys who have worked for Blake or worked with Blake forever yeah, and like doing this to him like and granted he's not on great terms with Blake right now but they've known each other forever Yeah. so like what the fuck
0: Foggy yeah, and probably like, not the I, best I, way of doing it. It's a good a good job they agree with him, you know. But knowing I, knowing how corrupt the police were previously, like there's a good chance that a lot of these guys are working for Fisk it, it already.
2: Like, yeah, Tammy, you're right. It seems like a queer thing to do to say to to say to Blake, Hey, do you mind hey buddy, you mind introducing me? I just have something I want to say. Yeah, and what I want to say is I'm vying for your job. That is
0: pretty Oh no, saying to funny. Brett, because oh, Blake's sure. not there.
5: Oh, sorry,
4: yeah. okay.
0: Oh, Sorry, what was um, that?
5: <laughs> I thought Blake was there, and I was like,
0: "What? Oh, the? Okay, he was not there." All right. No, he was not there. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it is a bit like, "Oh, hey, everyone, I want to go for your boss's job." Yeah. yeah. And he says that Blake's a good guy. Blake's not a bad guy. It's just he's he's not doing anything about the whole Fisk thing. So there's probably a lot of good that Blake is doing otherwise. Yeah.
2: You know, because here's were... here's the other thing. Okay, when Marcy said to him it wouldn't be a bad thing for a defense attorney to know the police better cuz cuz the way it works is the DA isn't really the police's boss but all the you know the detectives come to them and tell them the evidence and then they decide whether or not to take a case mm-hmm. or whether or not to prosecute it right that's that's how it works so him being a defense attorney he like the cops don't have as much direct interaction with him anyway other than when they're on the witness stand do you know what i mean like i it's just The whole thing is just odd it's just a weird choice is my point it's like he's going into the viper's nest in a way because he's the guy who's been defending the people the cops arrest so it is a strange choice of where to
0: well that's why the cop calls out to him and he's like oh hey thanks for getting you know that guy i arrested off on a whatever but he's actually the first one that that signs up you know to Uh vote for foggy once
2: he hears his pitch yeah. yeah what did you guys think of the the actual speech that he gives
0: um, it's kind of... I don't know, I mean, it was
2: cheesy. Honestly, I thought it was
0: It's, cheesy. yeah.
2: Like, it's... And I can't... I couldn't decide... Part of it is the dialogue. Like, it's actually kind of cheesy. But Foggy is kind of Boggy cheesy is, as well. He is. It's partly his delivery, too. It's just... Yeah, I couldn't decide how much was the actor and how much was
5: the writing. I don't know. What were you going to say, Ian?
3: I was just going to say... I don't actually think any of them are actually working for fist because at this point there's been two other big groups that would have gotten people on their side. You've got the whole uh, Hand, who's got the mm-hmm. corrupt cops, which, you know, they've been filtered out, and also you've got all the corrupt cops that used to work for... Um,
0: I always do this, always blank. Well, the ones that work with Scarf, as well, like Cottonmouth.
3: mouth uh, but also... In,
0: um, Luke
3: Cage, oh, whatever, well, blanking on her name. Mariah, Mariah,
2: Mariah. All, all of Mariah's
3: corrupt cop buddies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think there's any corrupt cops left for Wilson Fisk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: They've all been snatched up, is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think like, I, I, think his speech is kind of cheesy, but then like, when we see the little banner that they've, they've put up, that picture of him, of Foggy, it's super cheesy as well, if you guys saw that. <laughs> I think he's just cheesy. <laughs> okay. what, what's really,
3: it, it, of course, it, it's done by his family, so they used um, him back when he had his longer hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next, I we see Karen I, I, is... I only just realised... It's almost the same hairstyle his brother has as well. Seriously, I think Theo is just copying Foggy's hairstyle. He's like, I want to be like my big bro. Yeah. Next time we see Karen, and I'm sure you guys have something to say about this, is when she's walking the streets and gets, sees these men catcalling at girls. And she like almost deliberately why? walks over there to walk mm-hmm. past them. And then, Do you
2: know what the, is she doing? Of, you know she reminded me of? Is, um, in Jessica Jones. She
0: reminded me of uh, Of Trish.
2: Yes. 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 Like I'm gonna go and try to be the badass, and I'm gonna go pick the fight. And I was actually writing in my notes somewhere. What did I write? Something like, uh, uh, I can't find it now. It doesn't matter. But I was like, what the, what the f, sort of. What are you
0: up to, Karen? What are you thinking? Like, what? Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Is it because cause it's after she finds out Matt's alive? Because she's like, oh, well, if I get into trouble, then Matt's going to come and say... Ser- I don't get it. I, I thought that was
3: what she was trying to do, but uh, I think it's yeah.
2: displaced. I think yeah, it it's is displaced stupid. anger. Like, she's... I think she's I guess, with Matt because he hasn't been honest with them and he hasn't... He, you know, he's been alive for months and hasn't told her and she's really hurt and angry and wounded. And I think she's just mad and she's looking for an outlet for her anger. That's honestly what I think it is. But it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, uh, and and yes, I am tired of men catcalling your girls. Great, you know what? I'm with you, sister. It's annoying, but uh,
5: you might have got a little overboard with the gun. Just a bit.
3: <laughs> oh, can you, can you see now? I could just actually imagine one of them flip uh, out yeah, a police badge, saying, "Undercover cop, you're arrested."
0: <laughs> yeah what are you doing <laughs> well also in the next scene we see her as well she's still i don't know what she's doing where she goes to this house and is like oh, give me a name give me a name i can't wait until we meet tomorrow it's like
2: yeah, well, it's like an addict, like you said. She's she
0: can't, you know. She has to get her fixed. She has
2: to get mm-hmm. her. She's just, um, she's like a dog with a bone. But it's mm-hmm. but it's worse than that. It's this weird, like I say, high vibrating intensity that's a bit, you know, almost hypomanic. It's kind of creeping yeah. Me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, like this woman, rightly so, is like, um, go away and <laughs> I like, don't come to my house
2: because Karen's always been. I used to think of her more like she was determined and you know whatever and and had a lot of, of fortitude that's more how i thought of her but this is more like she's bordering on unstable like guess mm-hmm. yeah
4: well
3: considering everything you know i think she's picked <laughs> up a load of bad habits from matt and from frank castle as well it's kind of seriously okay i can be, I can be like them i can be just as badass as they can <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: giggling because I almost thought you were going to say considering everything she's been through I was going to no, say wow
3: no, no, that, no. considering all yeah. of the people yeah, she's been with it's kind is... of yeah. yeah she's had some really bad influences yeah
2: like Frank Castle
3: yeah. <laughs> oh man but she still thinks does a better job at math
0: seriously oh yeah I wonder if she'll turn up in Punisher season 2 it'll be oh. interesting go on Tam I,
5: I Talk about her kind of like on this craze like she, I mean, she is she's super crazed about everything she's on edge about everything yeah and she doesn't sleep and she doesn't like it would not shock me if like we found out later in the
0: season she was doing drugs like she's on speed or something uh,
5: yeah it's almost yeah. like that's the storyline they're doing
0: without much doing more so
5: than them treating Matt like he was on drugs much nice. more so like she actually like she's doing
0: actual drugs. Well, just to give you a a little bit of a spoiler for um not for the show, but in the Born Again storyline, the way that the kingpin finds out that Matt Murdoch is dead of all is at this point Matt and Karen are estranged and Karen um the only valuable thing she has left cuz she's out in LA and she's um hooked on drugs and her life's kind of falling apart. And the only thing she has of any value left to sell to get a fix is Daredevil's identity. So she sells it to this little junkie guy and then eventually the word gets back to Wilson Fisk and he goes about killing every other person that would have been told this information. And that's how he ends up finding out. So she, so later on when Foggy says, you know, you told the FBI that he's Daredevil? She's like, no, I did something worse. It's, I think that's kind of a nod to the comics in which she did sell Matt out
5: Mm. And maybe that's why they have her playing it this way. I mean, mm-hmm. the actress is doing what she's—I'm sure she's being told to do—but it's a—it's lo- like a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: so I didn't—I didn't realize the Karen Page character in the comic books is an addict. Mm-hmm.
0: I had no idea. And then yeah, she she kind of more. recovers and she gets clean and ah. stuff like later. Okay. Yeah. And then
5: she okay. takes over the entire newspaper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she actually she actually becomes mayor of New York. I mean. <laughs>
3: I was going to say she st- changes the name of the newspaper Karen Page Daily
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly Oh, I think she should call it the Karen Pages <laughs> <laughs> Nice <laughs> um, So when we see uh, so she obviously gets a name here, Felix Manning, from this this woman. And she goes to hunt down Felix Manning. And I was like, oh, she's so cocky in this scene. You you she's Felix like, Manning a character from the comics? Because that name just happens no. like it. Maybe this will be in the Easter eggs, Ian. Or Wink. Okay. <laughs> you already
3: told
2: us last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, my winks are very loud. <laughs> and, yeah, um... Uh, but she
2: does such you? a poor job confronting him it's the Seriously? worst thing. he doesn't say yeah. a word and she keeps babbling on and she's basically playing all of her aces in her hands yes. Like yeah it's
5: terrible you're a terrible reporter <laughs> if that's how you do things <laughs> i mean honestly if you were the lady whose door she rang to get the name of that guy like there's no way i'd give her a name i'd be like i'm gonna call the police right now you crazy person get out of here <laughs> so mm-hmm. even the fact that she gets that i mean <laughs> they're really stretching this character, well, uh, the believability of this character. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I can imagine that woman immediately picking up the phone and saying, yeah, yeah Karen Page is coming to... Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that he just turns this on. He's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, and you're oh, yeah, Karen great. and blah, blah, And he says, drug, drug addicts destroy families. Mmm yeah. But I assume at that point that he's talking about her brother, not her. I will not say a word. No,
2: but I'm just saying, no, no, no. I pretend, I remember, I know nothing going forward, and God knows I know nothing from the comics. I've already <laughs> watched that. Um, but, but when he says that, my assumption is, and I'm, I'm just asking, to me he's inferring that it's her brother who was the addict. Is that mm. not how you took it?
0: No? Uh, I can't say because my say. Okay. enjoyment okay. of this scene was oh, colored oh, by the comics, yeah. Five?
2: That's the way that- I took it. Okay, thank you. Thank okay. You. Yeah. But the fact he knows everything about her, I thought, well, that makes perfect sense. He's Wilson Fisk's fixer, mm-hmm. and Karen's been involved with Fisk in the past, so of course Manning would know everything about her. He would have already researched her. Yeah, she's well, too cocky. To where she slept in her. Yeah. I know, it's so creepy. But um, much as earlier you said you love how the actress, uh, you know, the look on her face when she realized Matt's alive, in this scene as well, I think she's... Yeah oh she's so good as she starts to watch to hear what he knows about her yeah she does that so well
0: I think she's absolutely fantastic you know if I have even if I have issues with Karen which I do I think Deborah Ann Wall is amazing and I've never seen her in anything else and I just think she's so good she needs to come on and do an interview (laughs) she does (laughs) <laughs> she just did a new, a new interview with, uh, I think she's been on there three times now on EJ Scott's podcast, Scratch the Surface. Um, obviously, EJ's her, her partner. Um, but EJ's just released a load of interviews. He did one with Jay Ali, who plays Nadeem. He had Eldon Henson back on, obviously plays Foggy. And he interviewed um, Deborah again. I haven't listened to it yet, but those are always really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, his interviews with the... Uh, the people from the shows. and he, Oh, and he interviewed um, Eric Ollison, uh, who is the showrunner. So he, I definitely recommend like his interviews. And, oh, and he interviewed Vincent D'Onofrio, of course, sorry, which I really want to listen to because I haven't listened to yet. So, yeah, oh, definitely check out Scratch the Surface. Yeah, definitely check out his podcast. It's great. And he interviews a lot of people from True Blood that he would have known through Deb working on True Blood as well. So, yeah, really cool uh so when we uh, we get this this scene where karen's walking along the road feeling people are watching her which obviously they are oh this was so scary to me and again it's i think it's because like being i don't know if you feel like this ian being sort of uh, removed from like gun culture and stuff just the fact that you know just then with the guns on her and she has to say that she has a gun and oh i just i don't know i find it it makes me really nervous (laughs)
3: oh definitely
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Karen um, and the police arrive at Matt's and they meet up with Nadim police are photographing everything and this is when he really questions her on like you know why have you been paying his bills and why aren't you worried that your blind friend is running around somewhere (laughs) she's like oh you know I figured he'd come back one day (laughs) it's like she's not good at cloaking stuff Uh, sorry I just lit a match because I'm just lighting a candle for, for Karen. <laughs> I'm lighting a candle for James Wesley. I'm holding it above my head. Um, so this is when we get the mention again of James Wesley. I'm loving all the callbacks to season one.
5: <laughs> and a
0: headshot. And a headshot. How can you forget about him? He was awesome. He had my, one of my favourite moments in season one, which was when he like killed the, or he threatened the guy in the bowling alley and then he saw the kids and he just went hi <laughs> and it was like one of my favorite moments
1: yeah, season one was like three years ago <laughs> oh. So
0: like i totally shipped him and fisk together i still do <laughs> i still do <laughs> um so yeah and karen obviously leaves and she's quite shaky because she's done a rubbish job at cloaking stuff uh Anything they're cloaking anything yeah. seriously um so i think then uh, i think when we next see them is at nelson's meets for the voting party and this is when Nadine goes and t- talks to foggy instead and is asking him all the stuff and um you know i i and i don't know if you guys think this when we get this whole thing with mrs Wobshaw Wobshaw is that her name um oh not mrs wobshaw it's this other lady but i wrote mrs Wobshaw needs to get her face out of that cold platter because that woman, you know, with that platter of meat, she's got her face right up to it. I was like, oh, she's breathing. <laughs> so I was like, Mrs. you'll get your face out of that cold platter. Stop breathing on those meats. falling
2: right into oh. it. It's,
0: it's happening. <laughs> I thought the the line, and sorry if it's anyone's um, quote, but when there's the other woman who signs, who votes for Foggy, and then she's talking about, she says, I lost everything that matters except my vote. I was like, oh, I think they might be doing a comment on the midterms <laughs> because of when this show came out. I don't know. I don't know if that was... Yeah, wait, what? Sorry, you sounded funny. I, I thought they were doing a comment on, like, the midterm election coming up for when this oh, show came out. Vote. Oh, my Yeah, her vote. It
2: came out
4: like, vote. Yeah, my... yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know I don't know if you guys think that or not. I just um, thought it was kind of an interesting wow. line. I don't know. Um, we have weird cartoon foggy on the banner, on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Foggy and Nadim argue and I love that Foggy's completely honest with Nadim, he's like, yeah, I saw him two days ago um, you know because <laughs> he hasn't got anything to hide really apart from his well, daredevil
5: I mean, the way he, he feels is especially legally, there's nothing they can really ask him that he needs to answer <laughs> and there's nothing he's done that, you know, other than aiding and abetting really uh, <laughs> that but Nadine doesn't know he's Daredevil, so as far as he knows, he's really questioning him about Matt, and there's nothing Matt's done either, so... Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. He thinks he might be a lawyer by day and a criminal at night. Oh, God. But not a vigilante. Not quite. <laughs> and then we get this last scene where Karen finally reveals, for a $2 attorney-client privilege, yes. that she killed Wesley. Well, in season one technically
3: say I killed <laughs> Wesley she, she said I had something to do with Wesley disappearing no I
0: thought she said I she thought she said I, she said I killed him
2: I
3: killed him yeah oh yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. from that completely
0: yeah I think she does she's like I, I... killed him and I loved it every minute oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problem. I'm like, she... Snapped at the time, like, yeah. I, I mean, she was 100%. it's not, yeah, it's not like she went and hunted him down. That was self defense, <laughs> Well,
3: having an addictive personality, she might get a taste for
4: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute, I'm holding you there. There's no way murder is actually addictive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, have you
2: listened to Sword oh. and
0: Scare, Moira? Uh-huh. <laughs> normally, it yeah. is,
3: but this yeah. is Marvel. <laughs> daredevil kind of they've done stuff like that
0: it's a scary (laughs)
3: universe
0: it's so scary -hmm. seriously (laughs) yeah so
2: but but, I did remember that from season one absolutely that whole scene where she kills him
0: but yeah you're right it was it it was um, self defence yeah yeah I you could
2: mention that part. Hi, I killed him. It's when I was kidnapped, and you didn't know. And you know, you couldn't. Again, hey, Will. She's not telling him everything. Could <laughs> yeah. you be equally annoyed because I was <laughs> I'm like, oh, forget
4: to
1: take
2: care of. There's more to it than that.
1: Laying everything.
2: <laughs> Laying. Laying yeah. I like
1: the way that Foggy kind of like put his. <laughs> his oh yeah. She was like, oh god. oh god.
0: Yeah. Beyond, beyond. Oh, Karen. Uh, right, Moira. Hmm? let's talk about some bad guys okay (laughs) so episode uh four starts where fisk wakes up and uh dex and lim who's this other um agent conduct a room check and fisk just cooperates and is all being well behaved
2: no 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 the whole point is fisk sets his alarm for 10 minutes ahead of the 6 oh does he because he knows yes that's the
4: whole point
0: i never picked up on that he
2: anticipates everything they're gonna do and he's one step ahead of them
0: (gasps) oh i never picked up on that i like that I like the bad guy. Now I'm worried about Moira. (laughs) Uh, So then we, when do we see them? Because we've got the whole big thing with Matt. So let me go through my notes. Obviously Fisk rings Matt in the jail. Um, So I think the next time we see him is when the food is delivered to Fisk and it's on this like silver platter, but it's still a McDonald's and Dex takes a bite and puts it back on the tray. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's kind of upset that, that fist doesn't react.
2: <laughs> then he uses a knife and
0: fork to eat his hamburger. <laughs> I use a knife and fork to eat my hamburger. Not my McDonald's, but you know. A
2: fork or something. Yeah, but that's because yeah. you have a jaw thing. You have an excuse.
0: Yeah, I have a, a, a dislocated jaw, so I can't yeah. actually open my mouth wide enough to eat a burger <laughs> without a using a fork. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, uh,
3: you Have you uh, had uh, the um? Wetherspoons burgers, so you kind of do need them up and forth with those, Oh, just...
0: really? I remember going to the gourmet burgers. burger kitchen and the burgers are, like, a foot high. It's crazy.
3: No, no, Wetherspoons, it's not because they're high. It's just because they fall apart if you try.
0: <laughs> 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 Sounds like Wetherspoons. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so then uh, uh, friend, of, uh, friend of Tammy. Uh, Tammy enters and because t- all Tammys are friends right and in t- <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's you Tammy from this show Tammy Preston from Twin Peaks and Tammy Wynette, the country star oh boy. <laughs> I can't think of any other famous Tammys uh, and this is when special, special Agent Win from OPR comes in and he wants to talk to Dex and Nadeem Shifterly gives Dex information you probably shouldn't tell him which is that um, there is a internal investigation being launched into the motorcade attack because there's discrepancy between Dex's reports and the forensics.
3: Even though I'm um, FBI trained um trying to do this
4: secretly
0: I'm telling you in the hallway yeah see what I'm doing yeah he's like I shouldn't tell you this okay well because you saved my life
2: so
0: you're my buddy of course he's my buddy and you're yeah exactly he owes him I bought like,
2: that I, I mean Dex is st- pretty much a straight arrow but I bought it that he would have I mean not Nadim I mean Nadim's a straight arrow but I bought that he would help Dex because he felt grateful
0: Dex is not so much a straight arrow as a straight knife into the yeah, photo frame yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
2: Him off.
0: Mm-hmm. so when Dex re-enters the room he uh, sends the guy out to get a coffee because this guy's an idiot and he's like yeah totally I'll just leave Ooh, bye um, <laughs> and uh, Dex watches the video of Fisk uh, the Fisk meeting And this is when Fisk says that Dex gave them a chance to surrender and killed them in self defence. And then looks at the camera at Dex and winks, basically. (laughs)
1: Like you see, okay (laughs)
0: sign. Isn't that right, Dex? Wink. (laughs) And obviously he's really relieved, um, but wants to goes into the room wants to know what his uh, what his game is. Like, oi, what's your game? And Fisk offers sympathy and says that, you know, the bulletin got the story wrong. And they said that, you know, Dex bungled the whole thing, but he's actually a hero. And um, I have a
2: theory. I have a theory that okay. psychopaths, have, psychopaths must have a secret, you know, non-verbal sense of each other, kind of like a spidey sense. And so Fisk is relating to Dex because he's he's sensing a fellow psychopath. <laughs>
1: giving off some kind of chemical or some kind of pheromones.
2: <laughs> yes, a
0: psychopathic pheromone, that's yeah. it. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I I wonder if uh, Matt Murdock can smell these pheromones. That's how he tracks down psychopaths. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I, I mean, I suppose in all seriousness, I, it's just that Fisk, I think, sees this vulnerability in him that yeah.
0: you know he can exploit it. He's hoping
2: to exploit it somehow. I don't think he knows quite how yet, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's working him. Mean, he's always working
0: the angles that this. I like yeah. that... Oh, go on, go on, Tammy. Go on, I was going to say,
5: and this is the guy that he, he's been seeing the most of, right? Because mm-hmm. Dex is yes. he's his main guy, so he, he's going to try and take advantage of the person that's around him the most. Absolutely. And I don't think he knew right off the bat, but he also saw Dex kill a mm-hmm. shit ton of people, and even though he lies and says... Oh, no, that they had their guns up and,
0: you know, were ready to shoot Dex.
5: That's not actually what happened. No. He mm-hmm. saw Dex just murder these people.
0: In a in a really skilled way. Really skilled yeah. way with the Rick Shane. Right, so he
2: knows there's something a little off about him. He's not, yeah, yeah. yeah he's not your typical FBI guy.
0: hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're uh, trusting what Fitz says. Yeah, of course. Oh, they're forensics. Oh, they're dummies. Are
1: we shipping bullseye and (laughs) kingpin (laughs) yet? Bullpin.
0: Bullpen. (laughs) Bullpen, (laughs) (laughs) Bullpen, yes.
5: Yes. Yeah. Just just... get Vanessa out of
3: the picture and we'll Later on in the the next episode where we get the flashback said um, the psychiatrist says that. Dex needs someone in his love to loot, you know, mm-hmm. be true North Star. He kind of... He, I felt real to I'll be North Star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's your moral compass, baby. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll be your I'll
2: true
1: be North... The um, Canadian superhero North Star.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and isn't North Star, like, one of the few or One of the first Marvel characters to be out, like as oh in, because he, he they had the first um uh, gay wedding in a Marvel comic was North Star and his boyfriend, wasn't it?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know that much about him, but you know.
3: no, but I kind of knew that that was kind of freaking huge.
2: Yeah,
0: it was well, like a big deal for Marvel. It's,
2: it's Canada, we're progressive that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're progressive, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Moira.
4: It's
0: (laughs) alright I Love you, Moira. So, (laughs) what do you guys think of this whole um, OCD aspect with Dex in this first scene? You know, with him straightening the mugs and all this.
3: It it immediately had the flash to the Russian fist flashback in season one. It's ah, Mm -hmm. showing how like to um, fisky is really.
0: I had a flashback to, and Rebecca and I were discussing it to the Electra movie, Tammy, your favourite movie, Um, where they they give Electra this kind of OCD of straightening stuff up, and I never understood why they did it in that film. It never rang true to the character for me, but I think it works with this character because we learn how much he's kind of he needs control in his life Mm -hmm. because he's sort of because in the Electra film she was a working assassin. Whereas here he's kind of trying to mask this other side of himself, it also reminded me of um Ian i don't know if you saw the British t v series being human yeah. yeah they had the um the character Hal in the last two seasons who was this like really, really super old evil vampire you know who was trying yeah. to be better, and the way he kind of coped with it or had coped for like a hundred years of not killing people was just by. This complete OCD regimen of doing stuff And he was very oh, yeah. buttoned up and very uptight And I really like um, the use of it um, for that But um, I never understood why they did it in the Electra movie
3: It also kind of weirdly really makes sense of the uh, Daredevil film uh, Bullseye moment where he kills the old uh, woman w- w- snoring with yeah, the,
0: um, with a peanut <laughs> Yes.
3: Yeah. So, even in that, there was a little bit of OCD control in there. Well,
0: it's not because she's snoring, I think. It's because she's just telling him a story about her... <gasps> a kind of a kind of racist story about her daughter-in-law, like... Or a daughter doing something. And I think he's just like, go away. <laughs> yeah, but at
3: the same time, it's also... He was controlling his environment mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, he, even a really awful feel with a kind of cheesy moment in it... it can you Know actually, you can find a moment to tie everything together,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, we see a little bit about him there. We see this photo of him and Julie, or, you know, that we obviously get later. Oh,
3: but I don't know about anyone else, but the first time I saw that photo, I thought he had photoshopped <laughs> he
0: himself. In movie, movie. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he is kind of standing off to the side,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be so funny if he was clearly photoshopped in. (laughs) Oh, I'd love that.
2: Or if you saw him take an actual picture of himself and cutting out the edge of it. Aww.
0: Pacing it off.
1: There's some glue and
0: pasting it. He loves scrapbooking. (laughs)
3: Oh, maybe maybe in uh, the next episode, then we're going to get him uh, doing one with him and meal some fish.
0: In a heart. Maybe <laughs> um, the next scene we uh, we have with Fisk is when Donovan reports to him that um, they've pulled the taxi out of the river and there is no corpse. And the there is no corpse is a direct uh, callback to the Born Again story, which is uh, for the same sort of situation. But in the uh, the book, it's Wilson Fisk saying there is no corpse, and he's just looking out the window. And just saying there is no corpse over and over again to himself because he can't believe that um, that Matt has you know has not he's not he's not managed to kill Matt Murdoch. So I kind of wish we'd heard him say it in this scene because it's kind of an iconic moment in Born Again. But you know it will do. Um, What I didn't like was him saying, "How does a blind man swim to shore?" And I wrote probably the same way anyone else does, like one arm in front of the other. listen to the seagulls, maybe head in that direction <laughs> well, you know that there are blind swimmers right there are para- paralympians <laughs> um and this is when we see that uh uh dexon the Dementor and uh Donovan is asking for Fisk steel to be activated um he wants certain personal belongings sent to him. And Fisk spends the whole time staring at Dex. And we hear Careless Whisper playing on the soundtrack. <laughs> and Fisk is like, oh, uh, I'll give you details of a criminal I worked with. Uh, yeah, he laundered money and tampered with witnesses. Uh, his name is Matt Murdoch. <laughs> And we're like, <gasps> you know
5: what? What's funny is like when he was talking about like, oh, I can, you know, tell you someone I worked with, and I was like, oh, he's gonna give up his lawyer, just because I thought it would be funny if like <laughs> right there, and he gets of it. and then he does say something about his lawyer, and I was like, what the fuck? And then it was like, oh, Matt Murdock. I was like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I thought he was gonna give up Felix Manning for some reason, but then he was like, oh, Matt Murdock. Hmm.
3: What, what would be funny is if he had tried to give up Donovan, and Donovan would have said, "I'm not re-
0: representing you anymore."
5: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think our relationship is over now.
0: And Fisk yeah. is like, uh, yeah, and he also represented Mariah Dillard and like all the yeah. worst people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the FBI is he's Mariah Dillard. Yeah. The misty night bursts in, is like, oh, I'll tell you who Mariah Della does, it'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, so we go to Dex, and he's jogging along the riverfront being a creepy stalker. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> oh my God,
2: I can't be so
0: much. <laughs> he's such a at creep at
2: because, because of the camera angles at first I thought he was much closer to her than he actually is so I was glad when later they kind of show you that he's actually looking at her from a little further away but still he is such a creepy
4: creeper mm-hmm. Warf-
0: Yeah. and then uh, the next scene is when we sort of get into the, the meat of this episode I guess which is when Donovan brings Fisk all these files um, for Fisk to go through on Benjamin Poindexter as we find Uh, I love that how methodical he is like um, Fisk like going through these he's just very methodical and he's really reading every single word and because often you know he's just kind of like this big brute guy but you see the intelligence there and how intelligent he is and he's putting all this together and during this whole episode he's working out how he can use this guy I love it I think it's great.
5: This
1: is gonna take some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: and I like Donovan's just like,
1: yeah,
0: I brought an audio book. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> I'm on uh, oh I'm trying to think of any of the Game of Thrones books now and I can't remember. I'm on Clash of Kings, it's getting great. <laughs> 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 or he's like, I'm almost I've just started Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Harry, what did you <laughs> Yeah, he pretends he's listening to some, um, some like you know deep audio book, and then later on, like he accidentally pulls the headphones out of the thing, and all Fisky is is Harry Potter went to his <laughs> potions class. And he's like, oh sorry. Donovan is the sort
3: of person that would have made sure he got the Stephen Fry version of the
4: book.
0: Oh yeah, as he should, because the yeah. best. I'm sorry guys, Jim Dale's great as well, but Stephen Fry's the best. Doing audiobooks of Harry Potter Have
3: you heard it um, Because I've just started His uh, 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 Sherlock Holmes audiobooks And they're brilliant as well
0: I haven't heard any of them But um, I would like to I've got uh, I'm waiting for my next uh, Free audible credit To come up So I can get another (laughs) audiobook I get like one credit a month Or something So I don't want to pay for stuff. i just (laughs) get them for free on Audible. Uh, That's the closest we'll ever have to having an Audible ad on this podcast, by the way. (laughs) Um, So let's go through these flashbacks. So first one is Little Dex bouncing this ball on the wall at the boys' home and chatting to the coach. This kid's a little (laughs) creeper as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What
5: a good little actor.
0: Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. The teenage one's good as well. He's just kind of really scary. I,
5: I was
2: just gonna say the whole um, this whole sequence of flashbacks on so many levels is just brilliant. It's so well done because it saves us the tedium of watching um, Fisk, you know, figure out Dex's background. Mm-hmm. It shows us to it visually. But what I love also is the use of the space. Yeah. So, He's in this huge apartment, which is basically they've kept it empty because they want it to be prison-like and not luxurious and stoic and all that. Um, but it, therefore, allows the entire room to be a backdrop for these Mm-mm. scenes, which I think is brilliant.
3: Like, yeah. that's
2: so smart that they did that. I it love
3: really it. It really is. And it kind of builds up as the scenes go along because it just starts with the brick yeah. wall. Yeah. And then it be- until it becomes an actual councillor's office retirement home and then when he goes to the um suicide prevention hotline mm-hmm.
0: it's just so well done i love the bit the last one with the spotlights on them all with like the spotlight oh, yeah. on julie the spotlight on dex and then fisk yeah. standing between them oh it's so good
2: so as much as i whined about the hallway sequence being too long this could have kept going i would have been completely happy and mesmerized. <laughs> So
5: good.
0: yeah i loved it i loved it
5: so far, in like the five episodes, nice. has been my favorite
0: thing. Nice. I, I, I love it, love it, love it. Okay. So we get this whole thing, obviously, of Dex kills his coach. Oh, no. um, and we get yeah. we get the awesome little Easter egg um, of yeah. the baseball cap. The logo on the baseball yeah. cap is the little yeah. bullseye symbol. That's bullseyes yeah. on bullseye's costume in the comics. Um, and this boy, born. <laughs> <Willing is> born. <laughs> <is a> <laughs>
1: pitch the whole game
0: yeah it's and oh it is really sad when he says you know he basically says he thinks if he pitches the perfect game his parents might come back i was like oh kid Oof. uh so then we meet dr mercer um he's sketching the little baseball player while he's talking to dr mercer and i really like dr mercer because she is clearly like no this kid has she writes down borderline personality yeah. disorder and yeah. psychopathic tendencies but she sort of says to him, you know, it's not your fault. And she's like, yeah. you know, you never learnt from your parents. Um, you never learnt to establish routines and all this. And she's she doesn't really judge him. And she basically is yeah. like, right, okay, this is your condition. And this is how we're going to deal with it. And she's I really so liked lovely. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's great.
2: She's great.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I...
2: No, go ahead. Go
1: ahead, Will. I was going to say, when I was seeing a therapist, I'm glad she didn't take notes during our session because I would definitely want to see what she was writing.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what are you
2: saying? Oh, oh, my God. You'd be amazed what we write in the chart, Will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, same here, Will. <laughs> so
4: for
2: the sake of uh, my Moro's Medical Minute, I actually... If you're at all interested, I did look up, I wanted to see what the borderline personality disorder, um, what the nuggets were, you mm-hmm. know, what the gist of it was. And there's a couple things that I'll just read you because it's just so smack on. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, volatile and stormy interpersonal relationships with attitudes to others that can shift from idealization to anger and dislike, a result of black and white thinking that perceives people as all good or all bad. And then it says, um, intense fear of being alone or being abandoned, agitation with even brief separation from family, friends, or therapist because of difficulty to feel emotionally connected to someone who is not there. Impulsive emotional volatile behaviors that may lead to the very abandonment and the alienation that the person fears. And then it talks about um, they do some self-harm behaviors as well, which mm-hmm. kind of does. Um, and short-lived bouts of anger and depression and anxiety. But it's just interesting because, yeah, these people can't, form normal social relationships and they take everything personally and they overreact to everything
4: mm-hmm. they're
2: very challenging people to treat um, but I thought a lot of his attributes are pretty bang
0: on. I thought it was pretty well done. I remember when um oh go on Terry, sorry.
5: I was
4: just gonna say I
5: really like that it wasn't just borderline because yes. you know there's a lot of people that have borderline mm-hmm. and, ha- and and different degrees of it, right? <laughs> yes. But that he also on top of it really what's making him violent is it's the psychopathic. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About- so psychopath- I like that it's both of those-
2: I was just going to say that the whole psychopath theory these days is that it probably has a much larger genetic component than Mm
4: -hmm.
2: we used to think. And so um, they just they just really don't have empathy for other people. They don't get it. And so later on in in the scene, um, you know, when the therapist is with him and she says she's practicing empathy with him.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And then later on, when he's with Julia, we see him. Yeah. And it just creeped me out so much because I thought, oh, my God, you have... Because it's a so nice practiced, yeah. Yes, Yeah. Yes. But anyway, all of that just rang so true. It's terrifying.
0: When I did a uh, an art um, series a few, a couple of years ago, um, where I did a series of portraits of Marvel superheroes that have hidden conditions or disabilities um which is on my instagram i was doing like quite a bit of research into marvel characters and ones that have you know have been diagnosed in the comics with um personality disorders or mental illnesses and one that came up a lot was um borderline personality being something that um the character of wolverine has and i was like that makes sense and you sort of reading up about it, which I don't know about the, the X-Men characters that much, but um, that's the one I used for Borderline Personality Disorder for the uh, for a lot of the same things that you read out for um, Bullseye. It's just yeah. without the, I guess, there's much psychopathic tendencies, although, you know, that can happen <laughs> as well with that character, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So when he's... So he's practising empathy with uh, Dr. Mercer, and she says that he, he needs to... Uh, establish routines and remain calm and practice empathy and then later on we see that she's very sick and is Mm -hmm. toasting with him and it's her last day at work and she says how you know she's obviously become very close to him and is worried about how he is going to cope without her Um, and he is just basically first of all begging her not to leave and then kind of really threatening her and is angry and she yeah. remains even though she's obviously terrified she remains quite calm and is just sort of saying well why do you feel like this why do you feel like this and he says yeah it's amazing
2: I know and he, says, yeah, the
0: and like, know. And he says he wants to kill her to punish her for dying yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. what I think is also
0: really yeah. great the
3: scene is the uh, teenage uh, actor that oh yeah yeah he's great the, even though he's got you know difficulty connecting. He's formed a bond and mm-hmm. he, he kinda of, he he's understanding what she's saying and understanding that he gets why it's wrong in a way but he he doesn't but he he does if he get what I mean it's kinda of, he's playing off that whole thing of that balance quite
0: well. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job. I think like both him and the kid Yeah, the younger Mm -hmm. version, and and Wilson Bethel as well, do a really good job. Uh, Then we go to later where he's grown up and he's at the suicide prevention place. Oh, Oh, God, this is harsh. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, oh.
2: She had one pack. Oh, God. Yeah.
3: But the way uh, Fisk is there, kind of smiling
0: at this guy. (laughs) that's my boy <laughs> well he's encouraging him to kill his dad you know, or to his stepdad go
2: his,
4: yeah go
3: kill your dad oh yes yes yeah. but it starts off that way but <laughs> because Bish actually he's already enjoying it when it sounds like he's trying to encourage him to kill himself and then he gets even ha- happy about him oh you're trying to encourage someone else to kill him But kind of but you know oh, what I, th- I could create a prodigy here mm-hmm.
4: but
2: know if it's so much enjoying it as if it's just from his psychopathic point of view it's like well he's your issue so get rid of him
4: like why yeah. would you
2: hurt yourself go and hurt someone else you've never hurt yourself you're important they're not you know mm-hmm. it's more that like that's why it's so chilling to me and the other thing I was going to say was when he's with the therapist he says to her when she's in the dining scene he says um uh, I don't want to be alone but remember what happened the last time mm-hmm. I was alone and I thought "Ooh, are they ever going to show us that are they ever going to tell us whatever?" Happened the last time he was alone? I,
3: I, I thought they were talking about uh, Kim Coach. That's what I
5: thought. Yeah, I thought yeah.
0: so as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh,
5: his, his picture okay. of being alone was him in the,
0: uh, in the baseball, him outfit. Baseball,
3: baseball outfit.
0: Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe at something at else
3: had happened. He started drawing her.
0: Yeah, with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't okay. alone and anymore. I-
5: I thought when when Fisk was smiling when he heard him talking about the you know talking to this guy and killing his dad, I think for me, I took it as Fisk realizing how he can use this guy yeah like, really starting to get like this is how I can manipulate him mm-hmm. you know so before that, it was just him learning about him, and now he's realizing how this guy manipulates other people and how he can manipulate him,
0: yeah. Which I think is crystallised when there's the spotlight on all of them and he's looking back and forth between Dex and Julie. Yeah, I love mm. it. Yeah, so good. And then you
3: essentially get the shot where Dex is actually looking... He's meant to be looking at Julie, but because of the way everyone is yeah. positioned, he's looking at Bisk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: It's so good. And it's, it's that whole thing that he needs someone to look to to kind of be in his life. Mm-hmm. And so... Fisk making, you know, he plans on making himself that person in Dex's life, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just really interesting. Yeah. I
0: remember um, yeah. Yeah. remove the other person in
3: his
0: life mm-hmm. well we, we get to that in we get the start of that in a moment um, I know Rebecca and I in this scene were talking about the fact, um, or Rebecca mentioned, she liked the fact that you actually have a villain finally who is, and not just you know, not talk about in terms of evil and stuff but he is just a psychopath um in yeah. terms of it's not some traumatic childhood thing that you know has has made him into this this person it's no it is a condition you know he is a psychopath it's kind of refreshing so i don't think we've really had that as yet yeah. you know um <laughs> would you have approved of him as captain america will
1: I don't know, it's hard to see anybody other than Chris Evans at this point. Um, yeah, maybe.
0: Not now, obviously, because he'd be a very creepy Captain America. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, maybe if we, if we ever get to see Captain him
0: smile, we could, we could imagine that. <laughs> he never smiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when he smiles, it's like a shark. There's nothing there. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> so, Fizz confirms that he wants to give New York a new villain, and he thinks he might have found him. so Dex is sitting at the hotel bar playing with this little coin and then his waitress comes up and asks him if he wants a drink and he's like oh my god you're my Julie and uh, and um, yeah well we also find out he didn't know she was going to be there it's because Fisk presumably because she has put her there because she says yeah Yeah. she says oh you know my uh, you know this is my first day they offered me um, twice the salary oh, yeah. if I could start straight away, and it's like, so has Fisk put her there? Has oh. Fisk arranged? Which I think is what I think is what Dex thinks. He's like, hang on a sec, or maybe not Dex. You know, he thinks something's up, no, definitely. No. Yeah. yeah, but not Fisk. Yeah.
2: Hey, can I just ask a question? I'm sorry to be nitpicky, but um, <laughs> but we saw the therapist give Dex his box of tapes, right? Mm-hmm. And we know later on he has the box of tapes because he actually takes them out and listens. So, how did Fisk get the same tape? I think, well,
0: yeah, I think she made, yeah, think she made Dex copies, yeah. yeah. Oh, because yeah. I, I would imagine that if there's any other therapist, you know, like she's recommending another therapist to him, those tapes would have had to have gone to that new therapist, you know, to carry on his treatment. Oh. So she made him copies so he could oh, hear her yeah. voice. Yeah, he that. And yeah.
3: There was a point at the end there where I was expecting Wilson Fisk
0: to be on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello there, Dex. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> I mean,
5: just, you can hear him tap on the microphone. Is this on? <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. <laughs> um, you the tapes from the uh, Crisis Centre, too. Then? That's, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, so, Julie and Dex have drinks and she, he jokes that she's stalking him and we're like, Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> um, and this is the old thing where it's like, hang on, I didn't tell you that. It's kind of a bit of a trope, you know, like, how do you know I did ballet? He's like, oh, you mentioned it. No, I didn't. The bit with the dog is chilling <laughs> when she's like, oh, I have to go yeah. feed my dog. And he's like, yeah. you don't have a dog.
1: That's
0: it. Oh. just uh, after the first
1: mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah, time, though,
3: he's not been in therapy, presumably, for quite a few years. Yeah.
5: My my note on that was, you don't have a dog. And then I just went, OMG! <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. but, I mean, they uh. like, say so he's not been in therapy for quite a few years. Would you have thought actually the FBI therapist would have actually had... Picked
0: up on, on it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, he made it so the FBI aren't aware of his condition. Because he also went into the army, he says, for a few years. Yeah, which I was <laughs> Tammy, me I was like um, the is it the uh, my favorite murder bingo, it's like <laughs> estranged from parent. Yeah, did he have a head injury? He was in the army, for you know serial killers. Um, I don't know. I'm I I. You know I, I can't believe know.
2: if they do if they do a profile for FBI people, which they probably I think they do all those personality tests on. They would on have, the have to.
0: List. Yeah. But.
2: If he is as bright as we think he is, and he's been trained up by his therapist to know how to fake things, mm-hmm. which he ought to be answering, he might know how to answer the questions properly. To not look like a psychopath. Yeah. No.
3: To and be I fair, when he had the conversation in the earlier episodes with the psychiatrist, I knew he was kind of faking the whole thing of having a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It just seemed mm-hmm. too co- convenient.
0: Mm -hmm. and i don't think that was ongoing therapy with that psychiatrist i felt like it was just
2: just just
0: after the motorcade thing yeah exactly yeah yeah
2: Yeah. and she did tell him he likes routine like go you know she sort of implied go and do something that has routine that's why he went to the army and that makes sense why he would go to the fbi but yeah he's bright enough i think he could fake them out maybe Mm -hmm. within the realms of the
5: marvel universe i would believe that yeah and he (laughs) been going to that therapist since he was a little kid. Right? Oh, so yeah. He's really, you know, learned how to do that. And then I was reading, I don't know how the FBI works, but like I was reading an article All my true crime stuff. I was reading an article today about <laughs> uh, someone who had, I've already told the story, but someone who murdered his family and um, he happened to be a police officer. and then He killed his family with the, you know, his police issued gun and everything and he had been seeing a therapist personally but the, um, I guess his, his department didn't know that, uh, for all these issues and they were saying like, yeah, from, from a police standpoint, when you go, like you, I guess have an initial assessment, but then that's it. They never reassess right. you anymore yeah. unless you have like in this, an issue, like something yeah. comes up, like there's a shooting or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you fire that. your weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's yeah, true. And, Yep. which I've just like I guess I just never
0: thought about that but I feel like that should
5: change like <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a high stress job. I feel like any yeah. any job like that, I feel. Yeah. Yeah,
5: like yeah. that's and you know, and obviously they didn't know that this guy was going to kill his
0: entire family cuz
5: no one had really looked into what was going on in his life. But well, it's tr- it's true though
2: when you think about it because when somebody comes for help if they're in that profession, even if they access their help through their employee assistance program, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the therapist part is still confidential. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like their boss is being given a report of what was discussed in that. Meeting. No, no, but okay. I think it should be a,
5: like, a, it should be a department-issued thing where they get some kind of assessment regularly yes. done.
2: Yes, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Not no, just... I mean, when yeah. The thing
3: is, even if it's not just an assessment... It'll help the individual anyway Should yep. It should yep. help the person anyway
5: Yeah, so it was, it was just It was crazy to like learn that About that today mm-hmm. or, or think about it, I guess I just never thought about it before And then yeah, like you're saying with, with Dex It's like, yeah, I would think the FBI Works the same way Where they have an initial assessment, he mm-hmm. passed an assessment He's never had to give the information About how he grew up or what his diagnosis is And that's it and if they don't ever have one again until mm-hmm. you know yeah. something like this comes up, and he just it tells them, known. "Yeah, there's
3: no way to know." It's it's so the so mm-hmm. yep. point. And if the um, investigation into his death is over now, Wilson has kind of corroborated his story.
0: Yep, exactly. I he's not done. Dig any further. Yeah, he's done him a favour. So, well, last scene: Dex goes back to his apartment and oh, does a. Uh, <laughs> Smashes a hole in the wall next to the picture And then like frantically I like Oh gone,
3: go Sorry I'm just realising another thing About his apartment That links into this It's almost all white
0: Yeah it? it's yeah. pristine
3: Yeah It's just somehow they, They're doing this This whole idea of this white sterile environment For these two central Bad guys Who've mm-hmm. both got their own
2: <laughs> it's a sterile petri
0: dish and it's going
2: to breed evil yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love the shot where he is kind of going crazy and smashing stuff and the camera starts spinning yeah. i love yeah. that shot yeah. Yeah. It's so That's good oh it's so good it just oh. makes it, it it just really reinforces the whole thing of him kind of spinning out of control
5: I'm sure it did, but I
0: didn't
5: want to vomit. Uh, <laughs> uh, like like, uh, Dan Josie, tell me when to <laughs> take one
0: because I can't. And then, to um, obviously try and recover, he listens to um, the little tapes of Dr. Mercer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's he the last that's we so see him. Bad. I thought this was so sad. hmm. Yeah, I feel bad. I I do feel a little bit bad for him. Not too much. But oh. I do feel a bit bad. It,
3: it, it, it's. Kind of a way of knowing he's being manipulated by mm-hmm. this, that all the progress he's trying to make is being undone.
0: Yeah. Yeah and he actually kind of like when he's saying to Julie earlier he's like you're special to me I think he actually does have kind of good intentions he just sees her as a good person when he's following her he sees her you know donating giving money to this homeless person and so it's I don't think it's anything really creepy from him it's just he's going about it in a creepy way right. and he's not even really thinking of it it's just that he sees her as a good influence and a good person yeah. and that's what Dr. Mercer told him to find
2: which is kind yeah. of sad really isn't it because mm. He just doesn't even... He just doesn't understand the nuances to realize how creepy his behavior actually is. Yeah. He doesn't have the boundaries. He doesn't get it.
5: I think it's the same thing that I I feel for him. Like, I feel for the Punisher. Like, I feel bad that they're having to go through this and they have something that they're dealing with like this. That doesn't mean that I condone what they're doing or Mm -hmm. how they're going about doing it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I think that they should be like... Out and about and being these evil guys right they need to like be stopped but that doesn't mean that i don't feel bad for them i do they you know in, in a lot of ways mentally his mental stability is so it's just all over the place like there's there's nothing really keeping him there like his therapist was before
0: there's nothing to tether him
5: there's nothing to tether him and so it's almost inevitable at this point even if it wasn't Fisk that kind of put him in danger or or is going to manipulate him I think something else would have come along because he's not trying to take care of it himself because well
4: yeah
3: I don't know whether it would be at all practice in therapy to do this but whether kind of when the therapist knew she was more likely to die, that if she had started bringing someone else in and just said, this other person's going to be, you know, slowly introduce this other person and just have them there rather than taking over in any sort of way straight away.
0: I don't think would Dex would have liked he, that, though. Dex could, maybe,
3: maybe, but maybe not, but maybe he could form an attachment to this yeah. other person
0: then. Yeah, it would have been better than springing it on him like she did. <laughs> Because obviously then he freaked out. But I don't think he would have liked it either way. Um, Because he is obviously so attached to her. I think... um, Well, and it
5: seemed like she was, in a weird way, kind of attached to him, almost mm -hmm. like that was her son. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
5: so I think she just didn't... I I mean, because I I agree, and I think that would have been a better approach. Whether he liked it or not, that would have probably been a better approach. Um, But since... I almost think she did that because she was being trying to be protective of him. And maybe if someone saw a violent tendency in him, you know, that maybe he could have been put in a home or something and she yeah. didn't want him for but that. Do
2: you remember, um, do you remember she said to him, she had lined up a therapist that she wanted mm-hmm. him to go to and mm-hmm. he just discounted it. And I mean, her illness, I don't think that happened overnight. He's been watching no. this, this happen for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's partly a combination of he was rejecting he was refusing, yeah. you know, to, to do the the handover that mm-hmm. she was trying to set up for him. I mean, realistically, she can't find a therapist for every one of her patients and bring no. them in. That's just not realistic. No. But she can
0: she can refer people on. He just refused to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just tragic. What you were saying as well, you're saying about um. You know, even if it hadn't been Fisk, then something would have happened to make mm. him snap. I mean, yeah, before any of this stuff with Fisk, or before he even spoke to Fisk at all, really, um, he did the motorcade attack. You know, where he just killed these guys without giving them a chance to surrender. Yeah. So already. Yeah,
5: before it was,
3: before it was that. Excuse for him, really,
0: wasn't
5: mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Before that, he talked the guy, or at mm-hmm. least we don't know what happened. But he <laughs> talked the guy into killing his dad. Like you yeah. know, we don't know how that ended, but. Yeah. He was already doing that kind of stuff.
0: And of course before
3: that he was in the army.
0: Mm, which yeah probably not the best place for him. It um, sounds
3: like he actually was a sniper in the army before he was mm-hmm. in the FBI. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was definitely a sniper, which kind of fits in with comics. Um
1: so, Right, well yeah.
0: that is the end of the episode, guys. Ooh, any other notes? On any of the characters, any of the bad guys, Moira. Go, go, go. My uh,
2: you know, only question was does any of this background fit with the background in the comics? <laughs>
0: Um, well, I'll, we'll get to that in uh, Easter eggs in a moment, Moira. Oh, all right then. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, you I know, don't eat your Easter eggs before they've hatched, Moira. <laughs> oh, I've got shell in my teeth. <laughs> ah, chocolatey, chocolatey shell. Ah. <laughs> so, as always, these uh, Easter eggs are from Den of Geek. And uh, they say here that in this episode, which is episode four, they establish that Matt is five foot ten, um, which matches Charlie Cox's real height, I believe. However, in the comics, um, Matt Murdoch is about six foot, or just over six foot tall. He's, like, really tall. So that's obviously different. So in
3: comics, either really, really tall or really, really short.
0: Apparently,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, He also says, or he, he, uh, Den of Geek, says that they're pretty sure that Jasper Evans isn't from the comics. Um, And they say, sending Matt to a watery grave via checkered taxi is straight out of Born Again. And all that did in Born Again was make Matt even crazier. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then other ones for the next episode. Fisk deciding to ruin Matt Murdock's life is perhaps the biggest parallel to Born Again we've seen so far. While he certainly has been suspicious of Matt since their brief chat during Season 2, if he isn't 100% clued into the fact that Matt is Daredevil right now, he sure will be soon. In any case, he loathes Matt enough to want to destroy him, and making that happen uh, via apparently legitimate means is the most kingpin thing ever, and right in line with Born Again. Mm. Uh, Felix Manning is from the Born Again story. He first appeared in Daredevil number 230. There, he was responsible for outfitting someone with an authentic Daredevil costume, Mm. <laughs> uh, the logo of Poindexter's old baseball team is very much the Bullseye logo from the comics. Uh, in the comics, Bullseye's history with baseball has been explored a couple of times. The first was in Bullseye Greatest Hits by De- Daniel Way and Steve Dillon. There, Bullseye was a promising minor league pitcher and he demanded to be taken out while he was in the midst of. Of a perfect game, not the differences between what happened in the show. His coach asked him to get one more batter out, and Bullseye obliged by killing the batter with a pitch. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what he does. The other was in the really interesting and fun Bullseye Perfect Game, obviously, Perfect Game, the name of this episode, by Charlie Houston, Sean Martinborough, and Lee Lothbridge. That tells the tale of how Bullseye took a year off from super villainy to become a major league baseball pitcher. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
2: No, listen, Super Vin Lurie can be really stressful. <laughs> Everyone
0: needs
2: to have a hobby. Yep. Stop it.
0: Everyone needs a break. Uh, so he took a year off to become a major league baseball pitcher. His intention was to take a hit job on a problematic opposing player. Instead, the two got into an incredible pitcher's duel. <laughs> so there we go. Um, he... Uh, <laughs> uh, also, one of the things I looked up was, I was like, I'm sure in the comics his name wasn't Benjamin, it was De- uh, Lester. But uh, according to the Marvel Wiki, his name is Benjamin Poindexter, because I know he goes by Poindexter and Benjamin in the comics, but also by Lester at some points. But apparently Lester is a uh, an alias. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, Bullseye, for a short while um, during the... Um, uh, comic book storyline the dark avengers i think it was the dark avengers where there was like villains kind of acting as the avengers he was uh, if you're gonna make bullseye into one of the avengers he was sort of the perfect one because he was the hawkeye because both obviously have amazing aim so it's kind of perfect mm. so there we go those were your easter eggs guys are you nice and full oh,
2: yummy
0: <laughs> chocolate oh. yumminess now it is time for our quotes Uh, Ian do you want to go first
3: really got into this episode so do (laughs) you take any just some
0: notes, but completely no quotes no no quotes but all the notes Uh, Moira do you have any quotes I do
2: here we go I'm
0: Karen ready this
4: is just
2: from Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. With my, with my pistol at my side. This is just a friendly reminder that games like that can get your head blown off. Why are you still here?
4: <laughs>
2: I'm scared, Moira. I'm
0: scared. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, um, enough. I was trying.
0: <laughs> uh, Tammy Tams. Who eats
4: this
1: burger with a sword? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't write down any quotes <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's right. Nothing
1: jumped out at me.
0: I have one by Foggy, which is only I, Foggy Nelson, could be ghosted by a ghost.
1: Yep. <laughs> made me laugh. I write that down, but I decided not to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had another one as well. Oh, go on, Tammy. You might have the same one as I me. Say,
5: I have uh, Foggy and Marcy. There's no way I can win. Of course not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: I it. One. I have one by Tammy,
5: the other oh. Tammy.
2: Because um, I wonder if this is foreshadowing. But anyway... The lies that keep us safe are the ones worth telling. Oh, yeah, I have
0: that one. I have one by Foggy which is I even asked Fran if she saw anyone poking around, and she would know she pokes. That made me
4: laugh.
0: I think Fran's the one we saw in the second episode of season one. Karen did come back with clearly Karen didn't poke enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
5: have a this quote You're not Franklin Nelson. For a blind man, you have very
0: impressive ble- reflexes. <laughs> He's admiring his reflexes. I am doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, the one about the audiobook is great, Donovan. I also have this one, which isn't funny. It's just really creepy, which is when Dex is on the phone to this that guy. And then he says, what type of gun do you have, Craig? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> It was just so creepy. Um, any other quotes? Uh, so, there's always something missing with Matt.
5: Karen is so over <laughs>
0: Matt. <laughs> Usually, yeah. it's his shirt.
4: <laughs> just
0: Right, well now it's time to rate these episodes, guys. So, Ian, do you want to go first? What do you think of Episodes 3 and uh, Episodes 4 and Episodes 5? (laughs) Do you
3: want me to rate them separately or together?
0: You can rate them separately.
3: Uh, Okay, so, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did like the, uh, Pipe Seaton, sorry, Moira, I did. Um, I... I'm enjoying season three so far. Uh, I think um, I get to enjoy the rest of it as well. Uh, I kind of try to th- think of more things to say about episode three, then because <laughs> episode four's got so much good stuff in it.
4: Like
3: uh, sorry, episode five has got so much good stuff in it that you don't want to forget what episode four has. Um, but it's pretty good, so I'll give it a um, eight um, eight needles out of ten. Oh, oh. And um, as I said, episode five got that brilliant flashback in it. That just, yeah, I loved it. So that that really <laughs> makes the episode. Um, so I'd say nine baseball uh, balls, baseball balls, <laughs> baseball balls.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, nine baseballs to the head.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> cool, uh, Moira
2: Alright, so episode 4 Not my favourite <laughs> um, Breathy crazy Karen and very long punching scenes uh, Anyway, oh, enough about that I'm just going to give that one 6 out of 10 prison punch fests
0: Cool <laughs> I'm
2: that. But episode 5 I think it's my favorite so far of the whole uh, season. Um, because of the flashback, because it was so beautifully done, because of the use of space, because, 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 all of those things. Because so the I'm, it does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be a musical podcast. <laughs> Um Yes, so I will give that one nine out of ten psychopathic meat freaks.
1: Woo! Cool. Uh, well, uh yes, very good. Good. They both had like really long sequences that I really got into, and the rest of the episodes were, they're were good too. Uh, I you know, love the. I really like the uh, fight scene, uh, the hallway scene, maybe not necessarily the best one, and I love the flashback scene to get to learn more about Queen Dexter, Dexter. <laughs> I'll just call him Dexter for now. <laughs> Yeah, first when it was first starting I was thinking that I wasn't gonna like it, but as we got more into it, I was like, this is pretty cool. So I'll give the first episode eight and a half out of ten sidekicks across the table. I really I really <laughs> wanted to use the sidekicks on one and
4: I'll
1: give the second one um eight point seven five black and white mine palace flashbacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Tammy Tams. Yeah, I liked
5: I did enjoy I I can't say enjoy I appreciated the hallway fight scene. I saw how much work and effort went into it and I really did appreciate it from a technical standpoint. I do think the pacing was off on it personally but um I can appreciate what they were doing. God damn it, Matt is a dick and just like <laughs> I mean he didn't get inspired by using his like bar yep. number to get into I mean, what an asshole. It's like a lot of my first notes for Matt in this episode was what an asshole. <laughs> um but yeah, so but I did like that it was action more action packed than some of the previous episodes. Uh, uh but Karen is annoying. So I gave that episode an eight and a half out of ten faux foggy hallway fights.
4: <laughs>
5: and then, um, yeah, the next episode I loved. I love the deck stuff. It was so good. Yeah. Um, he is the creepiest of the creepers. Um ugh, God, he's uh ugh. even like that whole thing with you don't have a dog. Oh jeez. No thank you. Um I'm so glad that like yelled in there don't touch me like Mm -hmm. what a great move
0: on her stranger danger
5: good yeah basically like she must have taken a self-defense course because they tell you like be as loud as humanly possible so good on her uh so i give that episode nine out of ten empathy practice sessions
0: (laughs) awesome okay uh yeah and i um uh, so Episode four, I absolutely love, 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 love the prison scene. Um, Love it. Think it's great. Um, Love Foggy and Marcy's little scene. Um, The rest of it, I can't even really remember. It's kind of like filler to me. I can't remember what else happened. Um, I love the prison scene. Like, that bumps this episode up a lot. I think without it, I would have been, I would have given it less. And it's not just um, the prison hallway fight scene. I love... The scene with Matt interacting with Michael, um, and just the whole whole thing in the prison, uh, how tense it is. Even like the bit where you know he's in the medical bay and it's like, how's he going to get out of this? And then we get the the ending with him in the cab. I really like that. Um, and the stuff, the scene with Foggy and Marcy definitely bumps it up. So I'm going to give that one an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, Matt Murdoch goes splash and that gives that episode an average of 7.9 out of 10 which is very good and then episode five uh yeah the stuff with decks is fantastic i love it um again that bumps up the the episode for me Uh, i did i was kind of hoping we'd see how matt gets out of the cab but in looking back on it the second time i'm kind of glad that we didn't i don't think we need to um I think it's more effective that we don't uh, love all the stuff with fisk love all the stuff with dex really love uh, wilson bethel as as uh as dex i think he's doing a really good job um stuff with karen i could do without um but yeah loved it loved it loved it so i'm going to give that a nine out of ten mm, waiting for dex to rub his forehead like a nipple like in the dead of movie <laughs> still want it to happen guys come on <laughs> and that gives that episode an average of 8.95 out of 10 which is definitely the highest for this season so far which is awesome right guys now it is time it's that special time for feedback and will i've got a special present for you what could it be <laughs> open this box and find out <laughs> it's an email from sedna i'm putting it in the skype chat the loathed skype chat and it starts with go marcy
1: oh it was there then it disappeared <laughs> oh <laughs> okay there it is um <laughs> um Go Marcy giving Foggy the idea to run for DA and fight back in plain sight. I kind of miss sharky snarky Marcy and don't approve of her being reduced to being the supportive girlfriend.
0: Oh, Great I love her.
1: When he sees Foggy at the police union bash is absolutely priceless. Agreed omfg foggy so smart and confident this season so rational and persuasive and looking fine in that (laughs) (laughs) three-piece briefly back in apartment 6a we see matt has a stash of spare canes in his wardrobe oh i love to see him back in a suit and tie again passing is sighted until there is the prospect of a form to fill in and a pin light in his eyes <laughs> also how did he identify the taxi first of all was a taxi and that it was vacant to superpowers yeah <laughs> well, superpowers
0: well,
5: he could tell that it was vacant because he didn't hear extra heartbeats but i no. don't know how he knew
1: if it was a taxi or not
0: uh, maybe you heard the light on the roof yeah
1: it's either a taxi or a police car. And you just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> can
5: you, imagine in me, can you take me down the road.
1: Get out of here! <laughs> <to> <laughs> uh, his sneaky plan to get into info from the prison going horribly wrong, but also right because we get the full fucking legendary magnificence of the eleven, uh, the eleven meter
0: minute
1: prison i guess it is shot. not 11 meter a prison one shot escape, escape fight riot shenanigans explodes
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so many props to charlie for obviously doing the lion's share of the fighting i yeah. want to kiss him all over his big smiley hairy face for big <laughs> hard-working and just fucking awesome <laughs> i was gonna say i don't <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're starting to see how deeply Fisk has infiltrated the system and that he's on the way to figuring out Matt's Daredevil and ready to frame him. Mm-hmm. Straight out of the comic, straight into the Hudson in the taxi, somehow making it back to six A to flop generously shirtless onto the floor for <laughs> a weld kip.
0: It's just but for it's you said no. Icon.
1: Never mind Fisk, evil Brit, evil Brit Felix is some kind of omniscient supervillain. And oh my god, Wesley's coming back to haunt Karen. All these lovely loose ends from season one ready for the tying. And she finally confesses to Foggy. OMFG, Deborah's acting is off the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to kiss her all over her. Little-
0: <laughs> 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 She's saying her lovely hairy face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dex's backstory is brilliantly done as a visualization of Fisk as voyeur reading his file. His life has parallel to Matt's, orphan, gifted, etc. But his mental health conditions are such that his stability is on a knife edge and dependent on maintaining coping mechanisms.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Fisk learns just what to do to tip him over the edge so he can bring him onto his team and has Julie borrowed a wig from Typhoid Mary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. With the bangs. <laughs> we'll know if she ties her hair up when she means business. Yeah. <laughs> uh awesome. Thanks Sedna. I thought you'd enjoy that shirtless scene. Uh Tammy Tams, would you like to read one from Woo? Okay. It starts Dear Defenders Podcast. This is actually um Woo's email is covering episodes three and four, so it's covering last week and this week. But that's my fault for forgetting to post a reminder. No problem. All right, dear Defenders podcast.
5: Let me just say, talking about episode three, I talking about episode three, I would be so angry at my friend or whoever it was setting me up on a blind date the way El- Ellison did Karen at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Unless my blind date was Tessa Thompson. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Other than that, I would rather be chained up. And
1: locked
5: in a cage with Thor for, a, <laughs> locked up in a cage with Thor for a month, like it's the beginning of Ragnarok. Then be set up on a blind
0: date. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't um, be minded mind being locked in a cage with Thor for for a month anyway. <laughs> okay.
5: My two favorite things about this episode was how Charlie Cox played Matt Murdock talking talking to, as I like to call him, uh, Fake Fisk, which I think we did Fakey Fisk, right? Fakey Fisky. Fake-y. Fisky Fisky. <laughs> the aspect overall I love most about the season is everyone is living in hell except Wilson Fisk, who really is playing up the role of Beelzebub in this season. Everyone except him is contemplating the decisions they make. Made. Fisk is just chilling. The o- <laughs> the only <laughs> thing he is sweating is Matt Murdock. Speaking of Matt,
0: I also love the parking garage fight. Yeah, that was that was a fun fight. Yeah. With his planking, I mean, Tammy that you loved.
5: Oh, that was that was great. I mean, between the planking last week and like the yeah the side planking last week and then this like sidekick thing, I'm <laughs> like, oh, he's so fun. <laughs> um, the uh, the thing I always love about the show is how they structure fight scenes, and I love how the director shot the final shot of the episode with King Kingpin's reflection in the glass. I love shots like that going into episode four. I long thought John Carpenter's *They Live* had the best fight scene in all dramatic storytelling. <laughs> this episode just topped that film. I love nice. how he saw that entire fight and controlled everything, even the door to, even the door to the med bay. It's still almost certain that he knows that Matt Murdock is the Daredevil, but this episode just about confirms it. I also love how the writers and the director. Was able to fit a dialogue scene with the Albanians and Matt. Agreed. I also, yeah, yeah. yeah, because we got the story moving along and not just a fight scene, which was nice. I also have to give Deborah Ann Wall a, a lot of credit in that scene where uh, those horn dogs were cat calling her. <laughs> those dogs and cats. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have ever mentioned it on the podcast, but before the show, I never liked Karen Page. Uh, but <laughs> this version of Karen, I love. Karen is uh, is big hearted, but she is no damsel in distress. Lastly, anyone wanna anyone want to bet Nadim's boss, her father, the truck driver? Uh, am I the only one here thinking uh, he is the one that drove the semi truck for Roxxon that killed Jessica Jones's family and gave gave her uh, gave Jess her powers? Thanks, guys. I actually thought that. Hmm. I wondered the same thing if, there, if somehow her dad, being a truck driver, was gonna come back as um, some, you know, some something else that he was involved in one of the other powers.
3: I was gonna say not everything has mean? to be connected, but then I remembered this is Marvel; everything <laughs> has to be
0: connected. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jeff Loeb said, <laughs>
5: "Yeah, it's, it's taken in the smallest New York City ever."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff Jeff Loeb famously said, "It's all connected." I mean, meaning everything apart from the movies and the TV shows, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, half of the characters in defenders sh- uh, in the Defenders show should be like little piles of dust if they were connected to the movies. So, yeah. Thank you, Wu.
3: Well, maybe actually, uh, what's it? Maybe um, Thanos actually... He's somehow watching
0: them. <laughs> I like those series. I'm going to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave those guys alone. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we have an email from Elizabeth McQuaid. Moira, would you like to read this in your lovely tones? Sure. This is. I will. I will put it in Skype. This is not about um, these particular episodes, but it's answering all of our our. Catholicism questions.
2: Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Hi, guys. You don't need to read this on air.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, we will. Uh,
2: But I thought I'd answer some of your questions. It ended up being a little long. I just listened to the Daredevil Season 3 Episode 1 podcast on my way to work this morning and cracked up when you call on me as a (laughs) a Catholicism expert. (laughs) Considering it's been a few decades since I went to mass regularly, I would probably not be the church's choice to hand out
0: catechism (laughs) (laughs) lessons. You're you're still know way more than I do. But
2: since I survived twelve years of Catholic school, I suppose I could give it a shot. The sacrament of confession is where you meet with a priest to formally apologize to God and ask for forgiveness for anything bad that you've done. The priest is there as God's representative and gives you forgiveness. In theory, you should go at least once a week. Wow. (laughs) So so your soul, I'm I'm laughing right now, by the way, because I was raised Catholic, so that's why I'm giggling. Uh, (laughs) uh, So your soul is shiny fresh before receiving communion. You can go more often if you feel the need. In practice, a lot of people skip this, unless they are really feeling guilty about something.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: True. After you say what you did wrong, the priest gives you an act of contrition to show you are sorry and trying to make up for it, and that you won't do it again. Usually, for small offenses, this takes the form of saying specific prayers a certain number of times. For example, say twelve Hail, Hail Marys and five Our Fathers, and don't do it again. You guys don't know what a Hail Mary is, do you?
0: No. No.
5: Yes that last week or that when we talked about that episode mm-hmm. i was thinking i thought it was maybe a different kind of prayer
2: yeah so it's, it's okay. hail mary further hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus it goes on like that but there's a whole it's a thing but why is it's our father more serious
0: than a hail <laughs> mary the our
2: father is the our father our father art in heaven you know that one that oh everybody, that, that's the our father our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name etc etc right
0: they are bother but so. is it like that's like a worse no i think it's like the bigger deal <laughs> oh
2: okay but that's they're mentioning that it's literally a prayer that you are repeating then five times or ten times or whatever it is right kind of like writing on the chalkboard and yeah. yeah yeah but it's a verbal version of that Okay. Um, so at okay. least I kind of knew that. Okay. Yeah, cool. okay. Um, now back to the actual letter. Okay, <laughs> so I'll stop embellishing. All right, as a way to mediate on what you did wrong and how to be better in the future. It's basically the sole equivalent of, oh, here she goes, of writing, I will not make <laughs> 100 times <laughs> That's so funny okay. That's awesome honest, you didn't read ahead I really didn't Anyway um, In theory The priest could tell you To perform a specific action A good deed Instead of a set of prayers But that never happened to me I would agree It never happened to me either um, It was funny to see Them <laughs> applying, applying that To boxing With someone in the basement As for church basements I don't remember Ever being in one So I can't comment Although I could picture Them having some space For storage down there Especially in New York City, where you can only build up or down. Whether or not there would be any, what, any tombs. Oh, any tombs down there is out of my wheelhouse. That sounds more like a Middle Ages Europe thing rather than in the U.S. Yeah, I
5: could be wrong.
4: Yeah, that's I, think, not.
5: I was gonna say I think um, Nutty actually responded. to Oh, yeah, she did. Yes, page, and she said something like, I, "I think in the older churches there are basements, and especially in and New York, so that that's not." Abnormal. I'm sorry, I I don't actually have it pulled up, but I think I remember. yeah, she did say something by that.
2: And I know there are churches in the new world here that I've been in where there really are people buried beneath the church, like there are crypts going down into them, some of the older churches. So it's possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, on a different topic, I don't know about the FBI, but background checks for government contractors does include a check um, as to how much debt you have, because if you were in bad shape, you could be vulnerable to bribes. I don't know whether or not they check your FICO, 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 I know, FICO score, okay, American, (laughs) but what is it, Tammy?
5: It's like your credit, it's a credit check.
2: Okay, but it wouldn't surprise me since that information is out there and relatively easy to acquire. The FICO, FICO? The FICO score, FICO sorry.
5: the FICO score. <laughs> I the FICO police whatever.
4: <laughs>
5: uh, the FICO score is intended to be
2: used to determine how much of a risk you should be considered if someone were to give you credit based on your previous and current credit history. The higher the score, the lower the risk. It is not always accurate. For example, people who only pay cash, so have never been in debt have a low or possibly no score, and is sometimes misused. see the financial crisis about 10 years ago for a huge example. Hope this helps.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. Thank, thank you, Elizabeth. We have the best listeners. <laughs> They're so clever. <laughs> uh, awesome. That was our feedback for this week. So, guys, this is where I tell you some little sneaky spoilers for what's going to happen next week. Are you ready? Okay, so next week we will be covering episodes six and seven. Uh, episode six is called The Devil You Know. And here is a spoilery description. Driven to the edge, Dex loses his way until he's offered a lifeline by Fisk. Matt comes to Karen t- for help, which she agrees to give on one condition.
5: Ooh,
0: sexy mm-hmm. results. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh,
2: my God, that's right where my
0: brain went. <laughs> <laughs> and episode seven is called aftermath and i don't want to read you the description because unusually for a netflix one it's actually spoilery so i'm only going to read you the second half which is nadim suspects the fbi paid uh pays too high a price for fisk's cooperation i won't read you the first half because i think it's spoilery so there you go (laughs) oh
2: When you said after math, I thought you said after Matt, and then I was thinking of like after sex, and I was still stuck. On <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
3: you're assuming the sexy time is between Matt and Karen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. She, Karen's condition is. Matt having
3: sexy time with someone else.
0: Yeah. She's like, go and have sexy times with Dex. And he's like, okay. That, <laughs> that would be pretty hot. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: he's beaten up. I don't know if we can have sexy times with anybody.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> a sad sack right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's for next week, guys. So now it's time to thank our lovely guests for coming on this week. Ian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. We always love having always you on. enjoy it. Absolutely. It's, all, it's always fun. Uh, where can people hear you?
3: Well, I'm on the Web of Career and we're covering the new series of Doctor Who. Which is fantastic. It really is brilliant. And the new Doctor's amazing.
0: I'm two episodes so, behind of Doctor Who. Tammy tells me I'll hate uh, last week. So, oh no, not, not Tammy. Sorry, my friend Vicky told me I'd hate last week.
3: So, uh, I've watched it yet. really don't like it. Uh, and I really did like it. Okay. There's bits of it that will get, can be irritating. But bits of it, oh, yeah.
0: I think I'm going to do a double bill of the two latest ones tomorrow to catch up. Well, on. there's one airing tonight as well, so. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: three episodes you're behind
0: on. Oh, oh okay, yeah. It will be <laughs> a, a triple bill. We're counting the one that was on tonight, which I've
3: missed as well,
0: but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Ian. It's okay. uh Awesome. And Moira, where can people hear your double sit tones? Mostly here when I'm giving you feedback,
2: although I, have, although I haven't done it yet for this season, but I shall. Um, or you can find me huddled in my house, looking scared later on today when I'm listening all by myself to um, the haunting of Hill House,
0: and, and there's no one here to keep me company. Oh, so scary! <laughs> you should uh, uh, live stream you re- watching it. People can keep you company. <laughs>
5: on top of her and then the blanket <laughs> just rising little by little up over her
4: face
0: <laughs> 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 see I think if we knew this we could have planned something more because remember when uh, loads of us watched the X-Files episode home with Tammy t- oh, because Tammy yes. was going to be scared we could have all watched it with you
2: That's true. <laughs> I will try to be a brave little
0: toaster oh, well let, let me know what you think of it definitely Okay. All right. awesome uh, and I definitely want to hear from you in the next few weeks as to what you think of the baddies coming up. Okay. Mm. Uh Great. Well, uh, Maura and Ian, you can take us out with an excelsior if you want, or uh, another quote from this episode, which I can't think of any.
2: <laughs> the only other quote I had because it was so distracting.
0: Do you the do whole the time,
2: No, the whole time they do the fu- the fighting the hallway See, in the back was
4: code thirty. 30- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 30- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no you, you go ahead and do it You, you take us
4: out with one. Oh, I
3: can't think I'm going I'll just do an want...
0: Woo! Awesome <laughs> And we'll be back next week, guys Goodbye.
4: Bye. Goodbye Bye
0: Thank you for listening You can comment and send feedback to us By emailing DefendersPod at gmail.com you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash or on Twitter at DefendersPod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it, you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site excel